0: Thanks for tuning in. This is Gemini. Hey, what's up? This is Tyler.
1: What up? This is Zach. This is a No Structure Podcast. Taylor about the fucking flex. No structure. keep trying to get Joe Budden to rap against them like he's clearly told you guys he doesn't want to rap but yet you all are trying him sci High Game yeah,
0: but fucking
1: uh, Eminem like he, he doesn't care about rapping anymore
0: but think about what kind of that would get a lot of attention though that would a lot if of people Joe would be, started rapping like if he got into a battle with one of those guys I think that would get do you think that he would win something like that I feel like that's why he's not oh, no, I'm not saying he would win I'm just saying a lot of I'm just saying just off of his following like a lot of people would be tuned into that like I just seen, and I don't even. I think yeah, I check it out. Tory Lanez' his this hit like two million views. I think.
1: Well, here's the thing with the new generation and the old generation, right? Like back in when it was like Biggie and stuff, you cared more about the lyrics. Yes, they were disrespectful, but it was more about the lyricism. Now it's just whoever can say the most flagrant shit about each other first. Like that fucking Tory diss to Don Q where he's talking about his baby's mom mm-hmm. and like him having a disease and like all that shit. Like that to me is okay. At that point, this isn't rap anymore. This why is, is that not rap? To talk about him, like
2: <laughs> yeah, like I feel like uh, if I want to, if I want to make this as painful as possible, I'm gonna say the most painful things on a beat. Like how is that not a rap battle? Like rap battles, they say some crazy but are shit we are we ahead. are we
1: bad because at some point and this kind of goes back to the push and drake thing is at some point it's going to cross that line so are we doing this to cross that line or are we doing this just for the entertainment because at some point that separates and it's going to be street shit and it's going to it's not even going to necessarily be the two of them that are arguing it's going to be the entourage it's going to be the people around them that end up doing dumb shit because of the line just got See, crossed i feel like the
2: mainstream and like Underground battle rapping they have two different rules mm-hmm. when it comes to like the things I'm allowed to say to you, right? For sure. Like on mainstream, like you're not allowed to say these type of things because someone would be like, "It's not rap anymore." <laughs> right. Yeah. But someone underground, well, they can say the most flavoring shit to each other and shake hands after.
1: Well, just think if okay, let's put it like, like this. I don't perspective. understand. Like, it seems like mainstream is soft. Like let's yeah. say you and somebody were having a conversation about something random, right? And you guys were talking and it. Escalated to a point where they started taking personal jabs at you, then at that point, wouldn't you say a line's crossed? And then at that point, you would want to engage, but you understand what you guys are doing. Like
2: we're taking this uh, to to the like to on track, right? Right.
1: Because we're not going to be physical about this. See, so, but I, I don't think there's I don't think that the rappers can separate that anymore because I think that in this era, they have to be so disrespectful. like personal about. Album. Well, I, I think it's not just a single rapper. I think it's all of them. Like. They feel like they have to be as disrespectful as possible to get the attention of the masses, but at that point, they're crossing a the line, and they don't realize where that line is anymore. I think, I think the internet bores that line a lot. And I think
0: the hard part with that, too, I think you're right, Zach, and the tough part is I think two rappers don't necessarily have the same lines crossed. Like, for example, when I've heard a Pusha T do an interview, and he was saying when Drake mentioned my fiance's name, that crossed the line. Mm-hmm. But some people feel like, well, he literally just mentioned her. He didn't disrespect or right. insult or anything like that mm-hmm. you know so I think that's another but then those.
1: Push did explain because a lot of people were at Push's head about hey you shouldn't why Why are you so upset about that line but he said that there's a stigma with Drake that if he mentions a girl that has a stigma that he probably did something with her in the past and he's not going to play that even people thinking that him and his, or his fiance or wife whatever she's now and Drake ever had any kind of relations I get that yeah, and it, I get it, and I love Push's thing about when it comes to beef, you just burn the whole house down. Mm-hmm. Like it, the, he knew but, he knew going into that Drake beef though that the, it was going to escalate past the point of just rap, especially if you're talking but about, no one got hurt. True. Yeah, that's true.
2: So I feel like going back to my point, you're allowed to say as flagrant as you want, and it's still rap. Like you're right. you have an objective, and it's to destroy the other person, regardless.
1: But it, I think it it has like Joiner and Tori... It got disrespectful when talking about hairlines and stuff, but it never got to a point where people were talking about baby's mamas. See, I separate that. That's a rap battle. But to me, the, the Don Q stuff, that was going, like that crossed right. that if line. they stayed
2: on hairlines the whole, like hairline type puns the whole time, that would be the <laughs> yeah. weakest diss track well, ever. But I, uh, if they, yeah. No, let's be honest. If something like that came out and they never went the direction of talking about baby mamas or the direction about you got STDs or whatever the fuck it is, right? is, you'd be like, this is trash. Well, that goes back to
1: the, the whole thing we were just talking about about how rap battles used to be just about the lyrics, and now rap battles just about the tea But those are still our lyrics. Yeah, but I mean, it used. What, to be, what does it have to do? It used to be who can outwit the other person. Now it's just who can out, like, so expose just... another person.
2: Okay, so you need the exposing to have some type of lyrical complexity, and no. then
1: you'll be satisfied. Mm, yeah kind of for me that's for me personally the, my favorite type of rap battles are two people that are intelligent rappers that go at each other in ways that makes the audience think I, I mean I love these when people are disrespectful but at the same time it's like at what point do we draw the line like if you guys are not going to square up or somebody's not going to get hurt over this then what's the point of going that disrespectful I, I don't know though I'm right?
0: thinking point. about it a lot of the most famous diss tracks are like very blatantly Flauntingly disrespectful. Well, yeah, what's yeah. the beginning of like uh, Aether hit him up? What's the beginning <laughs> of hit him up? Fucking fuck that motherfucker. Uh, I fucked fuck fuck you. Bitch. Yeah. Fuck just like, "Come on, man." Jason he started. He left like,
1: the the condom on Nas's baby mom. Yeah, Nas's. Yeah. But see, Jay-Z, at that point, sucking lips. But at that, <laughs> like, at, like. but see, at that point, that had already crossed the line. Like they had already, they already knew that there. Here's the line. We're gonna go past this line. Like i feel like an old rap beef. <laughs> there used to be a line and then but the, those were old though the line is keeps getting like, not think, that think about line.
0: think about uh no vaseline um ice cube was like easy's dick smells like mc Ren shit. but that
1: was that was real beef like that was real street beef that, that they were involved in tori and don q are not in real street beef but it's going to turn into that because they're talking about babies moms and diseases and shit like that i just feel like, like I, that's what i'm saying is like you can take a little rap battle like that but it's entertaining to all of us like i like seeing them go back and forth But then it's gonna end up with somebody getting hurt because they don't know that line anymore. But when was
2: the last time somebody got hurt? In a rap beef. Like a a mainstream rap beef, like uh, two actual songs, right? Yeah. Mainstream songs, and those two artists, someone got hurt. When was the last time? It's been a long time.
1: I'm sure we could find something, but yeah. But But
2: that's mainstream though? Like I'm sure there's a lot of people that are not quite mainstream, that yeah, maybe there's like, mainstream. Tory Lane's
1: mainstream. Well, there's stories, know. but there were stories that Tory Lane's also got the hands put on him by OBO at Coachella. <laughs> you walked into the wrong dressing room. Huh? That's, so that's what partner. I So that's what I mean is we don't know if these guys because that's not common knowledge. It was something that people oh. you know did their facts on Twitter and stuff and deduced from what they were finding because of some lines that Drake said and like the timing of everything. So maybe people are getting their hands put on each other. We just don't know because they're not saying it. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's Warren. What I will I, I will say Tori is uh two for two so far. Alright, Tori, oh, give it to him.
0: Who do you guys think is the most along the lines of beef? Would you say like Pusha T is the most feared among rappers?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Um
0: uh, I only brought him up because okay. he's in the most recent
1: mm. beef. Hmm. I definitely think he's definitely up there. Push, Push is definitely too. gonna be up there. Um Games could a... be up there. Depending yeah, on just, who...
0: I can see Game yeah. being there too. Just be going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like he, he wouldn't stop. Yeah, like, and how like, much information he
2: has too yeah. on the inside. I he's think I'm uh, afraid to say anything. <laughs> at this
1: point. I think uh, Jay's kind of got a like a stigma to him. Like uh, don't try him.
0: True.
2: I don't think anyone really wants to try him at this point. I think he's become like you're not getting enough off of Jay Z at this if point. If
1: you if you would have dissed him like five years ago when he was still rapper Jay Z. Then I could see that, but now that he's like bigger than hip hop and everything, and yeah. like what he's doing outside of hip hop, it's like you're disrespecting the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. He can't do that. yeah, he's not really yeah. active in it right now. No, not at no. all. Yeah. But
0: yeah, yeah. That's,
1: I can only see, uh, yeah, push and game. I can see people being scared of Cole though, not because he's ever proven that he could do it, but just they know his level of weirdness they wouldn't even try. I've
0: yeah, heard, he, yeah, I've heard people say Cole, and that's kind of, yeah, it Kendrick. Lives. I, I he put works. him in the same category. That, that's surprising to me because just, I mean, haven't, we haven't been able to see those guys in that he, he
2: got Big Sean out of here with one song. <laughs> <laughs> On his song. Is that the song in time? No, I was okay. talking about Humble.
1: Oh, what was that it? whole song was supposed to be a, like a shade towards Big Sean because that was when they were engaged to their little fisticuffs.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: Too yeah. soon, man.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I would love to see Kendrick in a, a rap battle type situation. That'd be dope. Kendrick and Drake should have happened but mm-hmm. I can see why it didn't happen because they're too two they, and I love that J. Cole said this too is like how and I guess we can go mm-hmm. to J. Cole record after this but how people think that two legends can't coexist like I feel like that's that's why a lot of this beef gets started is because people feel that there can only be one sole person on top but everybody does something different mm-hmm. so everybody makes different kind of music like I don't I'm not looking to Drake for the sound that Kendrick has or I'm not mm-hmm. looking to Cole for the sound that Kendrick has or vice versa that's true Yeah, there can definitely be multiple
0: legends. I I think a lot of it comes, that's on them though, their egos. Like they have to feel like I'm number one.
1: Yeah. I think some of those rappers don't care about being number one. Yeah, I agree. I think some of them don't. Like, because we know people that can, that like rapping ability is way up there, but they're not even mentioned in the top five of any, like Royce. -hmm. Like black thought, like rappers like that, or even all those guys from Griselda. Like when we're talking top five rappers, nobody's bringing their names up. No, but we know that nobody wants to be for them, and nobody can get busy the way they can. So it's Mm -hmm. yeah. True.
2: Who do you think wants it the most at this point?
0: Wants number one the most.
1: Yeah. Like Drake. I think Cole. I'd say Kendrick. I think Cole. I think Cole's been like between him picking T minus to do the first beat and all that stuff. I think that he wants this to be his biggest mainstream album. Do you think J Cole's bigger than Drake? I think Drake's fan base is super fickle where JS Cole's is pretty cemented in. I think that Drake's got a lot of pop fans now, so that if he does one thing that they don't like, they're just gonna leave him. But Cole seems to have like that cemented foundation of fans that like every Cole concert I've been to, word for word, people are fucking That's going true. crazy. They treat Cole like he's fucking Jesus.
2: But I mean you can say the same thing at a Drake concert.
1: Yeah. And I bet you got moms yeah. in the audience But here's, word for word Here's the difference Is that they're rapping the songs that are on the radio When you go to a J. Cole concert They're rapping the one, the B-sides You know, it's like when we went to Push Remember, everybody was rapping Push. Pushes word for word yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can rap Pushes verse and don't like I but feel like it'd be weird to go to a concert and not know their songs though Yeah, that's true I think middle child was the first, like, that was really good. warning shot. And then I think there's a, a bigger shot coming for somebody. I don't know who it is, but yeah. I, think, I think Cole's going to decapitate somebody here in the next couple of weeks.
0: I, I hope I'm going forward uh, <laughs> in 2019 and going forward, I hope the shots, I wish they were just more direct. Like, let's not dance around it let just like get rid of this.
1: Whole oh, so you're, let's, let's so you're promoting
0: violence on Let's, let's that? just let's drop okay. names, man. If you got a problem with somebody, let's just call at them. This, at this yeah. at this
2: point, it's gotta be. It's like that does sound like a mature thing to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, because
0: because uh, you got into you said like middle child was like the like the first uh, shot of the morning. just so, so, like a, a, one shot, and I could definitely hear some parts where I was like okay you might be talking about so and so but I was like I just want you to confirm it like, just, he was talking about Kanye I know I, yeah. so, I, I kind of figured that and
1: I feel like there's a bigger shot coming at Kanye somewhere down the line yeah. I think that the whole Kanye and Cole beef they've, they've been beefing for years like it's this, has, this is not anything I wouldn't necessarily be say beefing they just didn't like each other do you know where that stems from Kanye being an asshole from what J. Cole has said like of course there's two sides to the story but J. Cole has talked several times in interviews about how, meeting your your idols and everybody knew he he fucking loved Kanye his first single was a Kanye sample and um, he was talking about meeting your idols and how they're really assholes behind the scenes and like all this stuff and then we know you know J. Cole's on this pro-black shit so the, all this Trump stuff there was a phone call that took place during the summer between J. Cole and and Kanye and that's like right after the Trump stuff came out but then Kanye kind of backed off the Trump stuff so I think maybe Cole said something in those conversations that might have said hey maybe you shouldn't be doing this shit anymore and then Kanye went back on his Trump rant again saying oh Trump all day or whatever and then Cole was like fuck it let's go yeah you can have it like cause uh, J- the way JID was talking about beef between them and good music or whatever and like all that stuff he was saying that the the person that he's trying to take out is for a much better bigger picture. And I think... And it's it's weird timing with now Game, Game saying that shit about Kanye and I don't know. just to, I don't know if there's like something that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks but I feel like Cole's going to... Somebody's going to get killed.
0: But if we know... We kind of all agree that Kanye's not going to respond. Metaphorically speaking. So I'm sure we can assume J. Cole knows he's not going to respond.
2: Maybe J. Cole is expecting him to until... This game situation happened. Uh Oh, yeah. And now he's like, well, maybe I might not even go (laughs) this route at this point. Yeah.
1: Well, the real question here is is Push gonna ride for Kanye? Because that whole interview that he did was talking about how he's loyal to good and that anybody that has smoke for Kanye has smoke for him. So is he gonna say something game? Mm. Because that can get real. Damn, Who push and game? That should be. Dude, do you guys crazy. think that. That any would of those, be nice. That would be, be so much crazy. exposure.
0: We know about their middle school Jeez. history. Because push digs deep, too, from, yeah. from what I can yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> that should yeah. be nice. That would uh, be dope. But pushing yeah. Cole would be nice, too. No, nah, yeah. I want to
2: see Pushing game. I wouldn't want that'd to see. That would be your number one vote. That's yeah. my number one. Right here. That should <laughs> be so wild, bro. Yeah. Like, it would just be just. Like, you want to talk about flagrant? <laughs> that should <laughs> be way past the line right. and you know and Push know. Push, push, we, push
1: has already shown that he just doesn't give a fuck oh, and man. our game obviously
0: game. never gave it it far, so a
1: fuck that should be nice yeah.
2: social media challenges like come on like randomly like for example the 10 year challenge was one of the last social media challenges that came out yeah and they were saying like uh, oh big brother's using this to Enhance their facial recognition th- things. I seen that
1: conspiracy. If yeah. you don't think that the government already has all our faces, I get why they're doing it for the ten year challenge because then they can identify people from back then and now. Mm-hmm. Like they can see where you've changed. But bro, Snapchat filters, Instagram, all that stuff—they're taking all of our information, all our fingerprints on our iPhones, like. Yeah. Ooh, at this point, it's like you guys can just have it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, you guys have me. already taken most of it, so just fucking take it. I got shit to hide at this point. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, not with you guys it. know everything. You're probably He's watching right. me through my fucking phone
0: right now. I'm Like, if you don't have any, if you're on the internet that much, you shouldn't be doing anything illegal. Yeah, like just yeah. don't put yourself. You can't in get away machine. with shit on the internet. No, you can't. Just-
2: Hey, my question for you guys—we'll have that first, conversation off. off. Okay, how man. do you how do you guys think that this is gonna play out where people blindly follow these challenges? Like everybody just wants to be a part of something. They do. Yeah. Like Hop, but even the Drake challenge or the
0: Shiggy. Uh, oh no, the uh, in My Feelings in there, challenge. In my yeah. feelings. There you go. And hopping out the car. Yeah. People, I don't even dance, right and that shit right had on. me dancing. But, but see, my thing is kind of looping back. I don't think every challenge has to be government issued. I think there are some that are genuine. No, no, no. I'm not saying. <laughs>
2: no, I get what you're no, you saying. I get what Because there is a conspiracy saying. with yeah, every there's, like,
0: a, challenge yeah. that comes yeah. out. Oh, man, they're just well, doing with anything. this. But it my, could even be like they're doing this to distract us from this. I'm like, bro, somebody probably just wanted to like start some. go. People just like going viral. I get that 100%. And I agree with you. My thing, though, is
2: what happens if someone does exploit these challenges? Ooh. Because yeah, they could naturally just be natural fun. Like it just comes up, whatever. But if someone wanted to take advantage of this, for example, if the 10 year challenge thing was what the conspiracy says it is, like no one would know anything. Yeah, And people are so willing to be a part of it. It's almost like you could artificially generate challenges. You know, you can just make a lot of challenges and see which one sticks and have a, a agenda for each one. It's just crazy to me. The reason why I bring this up is just crazy to me how uh how willing and how fast people are to which it I guess in their defense it does seem innocent. It does. But it's just like the fact that everybody like I'm sure there's people that do every single challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ice bucket challenge. Uh in my I feeling challenge. Ice bucket challenge. Uh, sure. You know like yeah. every single yeah. challenge and it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like they're being conditioned to play along in these games. And at yeah. some point if I'm an innocent person and I'm thinking I can uh, exploit these things, imagine somebody who's
1: who who's has a bad you know teacher. I mean? And money behind it. Exactly. Yeah, like, that would be... That's, I don't fuck with social media. All, like you to do, all you would need to do is basically just tell 15 social media employers to do this and then it's a give him a little check? check? Look at Shiggy. Like, he took In My Feelings and fucking skyrocketed. Everybody knew when they heard Scorpion that that was going to be a hit, but not like the way it was. Like, that Shiggy challenge took that into a whole the fucking stratosphere. Yeah. And it even resulted in rappers trying to follow that formula of, I'm going to make a song and I'm going to get Shiggy or whoever to do a dance, and hopefully it pops.
2: I think that was a bad move by him.
1: Uh, well, by it wasn't. Bro, Shiggy, right? yeah, by Shiggy. let Shiggy go. I've seen so many videos where Shiggy looks unhappy as fuck and people just have the camera in his face telling him to dance he just needs to go to an island somewhere and just kick it for a year and just leave that's it why around. i feel like it was it wasn't a bad
2: move obviously because if Drake is gonna put money in my pocket mm-hmm. then i'm gonna do
0: it <laughs> for sure
2: but like that you also have to understand like that is your image now right yeah i i, I almost so become I, the I, get, I get where
0: you where you're coming from but like, i can't feel bad for him for doing that because you kind of knew what you're doing you wanted yeah. to go viral you wanted to get be famous for dancing and so people are going to come up to you and ask you to dance. So the, pa- like, the
1: particular video <laughs> I'm talking on. about the particular video I'm talking about is are you guys familiar with Dave East? Yeah, whatever? I'm he, Dave East. He looks like a pretty intimidating guy wouldn't you say?
2: Sure.
1: I mean Compared and his music Shiggy. his music, <laughs> his, music <laughs> yeah, his music suggests that he would be a person oh, yeah. that would take it to the street if I, that I agree. So I if I'm Shiggy, and I'm in a club and Dave East has his camera pointed on me telling me to dance I'm going to look wildly scared <clears throat> And it's gonna look like that a it, it, dude. They literally had the camera on him, and they're like, "Dance, dance!" And he's just like sitting there looking at him, and then he fucking finally starts <laughs> doing his little dance. And I was that's like, "That's funny. I shouldn't should laugh at that." Wow, that's yeah, crazy. That's fucked up. But like you said, he, that's what he wanted. I mean, he man, wanted to be in that situation. Like you're not even getting robbed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like worse. Well, maybe if you're dead. Yeah. I'd rather
0: tell my boys I got robbed. Yeah. Man. They made me dance. Well, <laughs> they made me
2: dance. <laughs> that fucking sucks. They
0: made me dance. Man. Yeah, it's, it's that price you want, you know. That's the like, price you pay. That's the price you pay for fame. Yeah. that um, Social media influence was so huge. Um, I think that's how we're, they were able to have that fire festival. You know, just yeah. by convincing, hey, can you guys post the, picking the right people to post that stuff. And mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's amazing to think about. You're right. How so many people are? They can, that's all they need. They just need to see some popular people doing it to right. want to be involved with it. That's all it takes. Yeah. You know, and that's what
1: any marketing outfit. And a lot, like of comp- that, a lot of companies, a lot of companies, recognizing that though now though they see these people with even like a thousand followers, but they have they get a lot of likes and stuff because of the way that they post on Instagram. These people are getting all kinds of checks now. Like, there's so much money to be made off social media and the internet. Yeah,
0: that's true. How do you guys feel about the, I'd rather have 10,000 followers over $10,000? On,
1: if it's in cash, I want money. <laughs> Is that the 10,000 followers?
0: Because people are saying you can turn that into...
1: I don't,
2: it seems like you need more than 10,000 followers. Like $10,000 would be a long way away. I don't know. I don't know the, the money exchange, right? For me for followers, though, you know? for
1: me though, that $10,000 can be reinvested back into my social media and then it could be bigger than just the 10,000 followers.
2: Okay, so you got $10,000 and three followers and you're gonna put it back into your social media account to get 10,000 followers?
1: Yeah, I'll start buying nice shoes that and seems like a, get, a, get a get a cameraman to start taking cool pictures. Yeah. Oh
2: man. No. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh maybe like a hundred thousand followers. Yeah sounds more reasonable.
0: You take that over would you see so yourself taking that a hundred thousand followers over ten thousand? have
2: dollars? to be it have to be followers that I know are genuine that are like fuck with my shit. You know what I mean? Like See
1: that's the thing, anybody can have a hundred thousand followers, but if you're only getting like six hundred likes on a picture Yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: Mace got caught with that, remember, a few years ago. Do you remember when they feet? did like that? Uh, yeah, followers? yeah. They like Instagram did like a cleanup, like where yeah all the I remember pages, that like, hell will people Mace went from lot. like two million followers to like forty thousand, which
1: something. is disrespectful because it's fucking Mace, bro. Mace <laughs> is one of the greats, all right? He is, man. He, he is. might have done some fucked up shit in his life, but yeah, you know what? Done. He ruined that
2: reputation. <laughs> he, did. he did.
1: He yeah. did. Actually, going back to game, I remember that, so that stop snitching, stop lying DVD. This is when Mace was signed to G Unit, oh, and he was talking shit about Mace, and he goes, "So first you Mace, then you murder Mace." then, you mace, yeah, then no you're past your mace, then you're back sure. to being Murder Mace. He's like, motherfucking God's gonna strike you down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that whole... I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch that DVD because oh, that shit was man. so funny.
2: Yeah, I don't know what his whole direction was. That shit was like, crazy. Like, he tried to clean up and I guess it just wasn't paying enough. He's just like, I need to go back. I need to make this rap money.
1: And then it didn't <laughs> pan out. Man. Like, there was a, a time when there was a push for Mace after he came back. Like, Kanye was fucking with them. There was a rumored Drake record and then he just disappeared again. <laughs> Like, I don't know what Mace is doing at... Well, not at this very moment, because I don't know. I somebody, but I don't know what Mace is doing in his life right now. Is he making music? Is he, music? Is he being a pastor? I'm pretty sure he's a pastor. Is he tricking? What's he doing? Yeah.
0: As a pastor? No. Yeah. What church? He's back he... as a pastor. Dude, oh, did, did, you, did you follow the Cameron beef he had? No, I didn't. No. He had beef with Cameron. Did you follow that? Recently? Beef? No, it's like last year.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember them training, but then I was like, man, I don't want to see Cameron Mace. He
0: did like these hour-long interviews, and he kind of described it was I'm water. So whether it's an ice cube or there's snow <laughs> or it's a cup of water, I'm water. So stop trying to put me in a rap I'm a rapper and I have my pastor. That's, a, that's, so a old, I have a that's some that's a hard one. Shit. But I rap. Okay, okay. I
2: agree with I I get what he's doing with that. I'm glad you
0: did, because I did No, <laughs> oh I get God. that. I get that. Like my my only oh, thing though man, is really... um
2: I feel like your your stages or your the characters you wanna play in life can't contradict each other. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I didn't get problem. it. That's yeah, you can't them, go man. and
1: talk about bitches and then <laughs> yeah. go tell yeah. your choir on fucking Sunday morning that, you know, man, praise God. Yeah. That's why
2: he does it, man. He's like, I really need to get forgiven. So I'm gonna <laughs> personally forgive myself <laughs> and then I'm gonna go back out,
0: okay? hit the ratchet again. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny though. So I'll, I'll start with the stigma of masculinity. What yeah. made me think about that topic was, I was watching Rap Battles, actually. And rap battles obviously say the most disrespectful shit. You will talk about somebody's mom. I seen somebody talking about somebody's daughter sucking dick. It's it's wild, but it's rap battles. That's what they do. But one of the most the most one of the biggest reactions you get out of the guy getting clowned on or getting dissed is when the other guy says, "Oh, look at him. He's emotional. He's being emotional." Yeah, that's like the most disrespectful shit. This made me think like that is a really big insult. I think for most men and. I don't know. It's just um, it's it, it's amazing how you can expect others to feel like you expect. We are expected to carry that. We're expected to not show emotion. We're like not supposed to be. I don't feel like. We even it's kind of weird when a guy's too happy. You're definitely not supposed to be sad. You know, if you're mad, it has to be more of like like you're gonna know, whoop somebody's ass. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. I'm kind of just going off. From That's
2: there. a good point though because especially like in road sessions, like with just like the homies or something like that, like I've been under fire and they'd be like, oh, you're sensitive, (laughs) I'm like, but I'm not. (laughs) But then it's like, I'm in the situation where I like, I can't, like obviously sensitive is bad in the situation, even if I am or not sensitive, me arguing that I'm not sensitive makes me look sensitive, which is bad still, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like, so I get that, like, being sensitive is not something that a man is allowed to be
1: for sure but the funny <laughs> thing is is oh, I notice a lot too when people say like you're argue, not arguing with somebody but you're crying on somebody and they say you're getting emotional that's usually just a defense when you say something back to them I've noticed yeah. that like yeah. if I say something back to you you're like, oh, you're just being emotional it's like nah bro you might have just crossed the line is that being, I don't know if that to be but emotional. in that situation, I feel like their words would not hold weight.
2: I feel like it would hold mm-hmm. weight if I said something to you and you said something back to me but you fumbled it, I'm like, yeah, you're hella sensitive. <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. The, yeah. the calmer you say that someone's sensitive, the harder it hits.
1: Well, the com- if you argue with somebody calm, that will drive the other person nuts. If you're just Obviously. like talking like they're yelling at you and you're just talking like this. Oh, man, because oh I, man, I, it's fucking beautiful. And, and I feel like so that comes weird. back
0: to like the nonchalant. I don't care. Yeah. Like when you're able to just be calm, I'm like, oh, like, like, I don't care. Be but that way. takes a
1: lot of patience because the, I know there's a lot of things that trigger me where I'm like, should I have an emotional outburst right now or should I just keep it chill? Mm-hmm. But I also think that people also don't know the difference between being emotional and being passionate sometimes, too. Like, that's a good point. For example, um, I was at, what was it? We were doing like brunch or something, and um, I was having a conversation about. Uh, the NCAA paying college players. And I was passionate about it. You know, I believe those players should get paid. And I was, you know, saying passionate things. And then this person turned to me, not the person I was arguing with, somebody else and was like, I just think you're way too emotional about this stuff. It's like, emotional? I'm I'm not being emotional. I'm being passionate about something that I I care about. Definitely get mixed up. Yeah. It's like, and you should, you should be passionate about some things. Like there, we're on, we're in this world for more than just, to be selfish for ourselves, we're supposed to care about other things. The person that pretends that they don't care about anything is usually the person that cares the most about everything.
0: I agree. Sure. It's um, that's an interesting comparison on the like, emotional versus passionate. Because actually, just yesterday I seen a video clip of the so the NBA All Stars right now. Yeah, and then Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. Right? Yeah, I don't really watch him much, but he was upset because he didn't make the All Star game, and they asked him about it. And he started like crying, mm-hmm. and like, he's getting made fun of. He's a grown man, you know. He's was like seven footer, or is he close to seven yeah, feet? He's, yeah. So it's always too big to be crying. Dude, uh, oh, he's a man anyway, so he should be crying. But to me, that was passion. It's like, bro, he really cares. Like, like, cause the All Star game. I don't know if you even get like a bonus for this it. I don't think that's like a money thing. It's just like bro, I feel like I'm good enough to be. I should have been voted as one of the top players in the league. Yeah. I'm like, I'm did, sad that I, you guys didn't see me as. Your dreams are crushed. Well, yeah, it's it's a fan yeah. vote. First, first are the fans vote in addition to the NBA coaches. So it's mm-hmm. like as an NBA player, that's. That's who you're playing for, you know. That, that that's all you're trying to please. So mm-hmm. if those people don't see you as one of those top players, I can see where he was coming from. I'm not saying I would have cried, but it's like I don't like. There are some people, uh, NBA players. You've seen. I don't know if you've seen the Drummond Warriors. And
1: uh, what was it, Iguodala? Yeah, they were like making
0: fun of him about it. Isaiah Thomas has some comments about it, and it's yeah. like, bro, he just cares that much about his, you know, well, his life, his passion.
1: Here's my thing: is people, especially when they're making fun of stuff on the internet, forget to put their, like, their human emotion in it. Let's take away the fact that Rudy Gobert is a basketball player. and Let's just put him in an office, right? I've been working hard for the last eight months. I'm up for a promotion. Somebody else comes in that maybe I don't think quite deserves that promotion, gets it, and I don't get that. I'm going to be upset about that, right? So what's that any different just because he's a basketball player? He trains every day. He works hard. He's been busting his ass. His team is doing good. Why shouldn't he feel passionate about wanting to be an all-star? so I don't know I just think that people don't they forget that these people are humans too and that they have human emotions too and it's like just because he's a basketball player doesn't mean he can't have the same passion you have for serving a 10 piece at Wendy's I want to touch on this but just a little bit deeper so that is a, a
2: situation right let's be clear, uh, clear right now <clears throat> girls are allowed to cry for yeah. sure guys yeah. are not no there are situations there's a situation where a guy could cry a guy can cry in a winning situation. And it's accepted. Yep. For oh, yeah. example, like if I just won a marathon, I can cry. Yeah. If my son uh, just scored 30 points in his basketball game for the championship, I can cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. In winning situations, you're yeah. allowed to cry. Like a wedding? A wedding, I yeah. can cry. Yeah. Um, in a losing situation, you can't cry. For example, the dude that did not get into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. he's getting made fun of because he's a loser, yeah. a loser. Which is fucked up, it but that's, that's what it is for men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that we have to realize. Like, that's something that we live with, you we know do what I mean? Yeah. And it sucks. Another example, like watching a movie, mm-hmm. crying during the movie. Dude, the older I get, the more choked up I get at movies. Man, oh,
0: you're telling dog, me, bro. I swear God, to God, I just me. had this with uh, Boys in the Hood, bro. Really? Boy, I swear to God, when Ricky got shot, See, I I'm about to, to I, God, I start yeah, tearing up every I time. Lying, Ricky. I'm, I'm about to fuck up right now. I'm shit about your crying,
2: and that's my fault, and I shouldn't do that, right?
1: <laughs> and I've
0: been, it's bad. Look, I've been watching that movie since I was a kid. I know all yeah. the words too. I know everything that's going to happen. That stuff happened. I literally just, just watched that movie. Bro, and I, I was like, nah, man, but that's, I started getting teared That's up. a classic
1: one that you should cry over. Like Ricky is one that you should cry over. You should cry over uh, G-Baby and Hardball. Like Those are deaths that... Well it, it doesn't matter what you choose to cry
2: over like that should yeah. be the point period yeah. like you should be able to cry when you want to yeah. cry bro, <laughs> I get thing, I get misty
1: eyed in movies all the time now
2: my thing now is like especially when I'm watching like I will not let a tear come out of my eye no I won't I don't know if it's cause I'm embarrassed I don't even know if I know how to cry bro yeah. like real shit like I let's see last time I cried last time I cried it had to do with some of my son but it was such a private situation right like I feel like being around someone I don't think I'd be able to, like real talk.
1: I like the point that you're making, because this was something that I was thinking about when we posed this question in the group chat, is that, um, fuck, I just lost my train of thought
2: nice god damn it the conditioning that we have to not cry from a baby is ridiculous Like, is. Um, I don't think that I know men get it mm-hmm. because you're told to be oh, tough
1: I don't think okay. women understand I mean. how hard that is they do, I don't think so either no. like at no. all I don't think so. so this is the point I was going to make so you guys are you know the song and I put it on the playlist but music soul child teach me how to love mm-hmm. right that's kind of the way I was ra- I was raised by women so I'm naturally going to be more emotional than I would think most other men I'm emotional I hey, you, you can't hear what you I'm don't joking. reveal it's more than Jay right <laughs> uh, but you know I would say I'm a little bit more emotional than other people but at the same time like The values that I learned from my grandpa were that you weren't supposed to be emotional. You were supposed to keep everything inside. And that's why I think we have even – and this can go back to music or whatever. But there's so much beef between people now because everybody is trying to be Mr. Macho Man and prove themselves every time. And we bottle all these emotions up. We get drunk. We go to the club. What's the first thing you want to do? Somebody bumps into you? You want to scrap? Like, <laughs> like we, That's not good for us as guys because then it just creates violent situations all the time because people don't talk enough about how they feel. Ego is real. Yeah. Emotions are real. There's a time and a place for both. Right. For
2: example, you say, like, going to the club, you're drinking, you bump into somebody. Your aggression is going to be up anyway because you're in a crowd. Like, that's natural. That's not a time for you to cry. Like, not not necessarily cry, but it's not really a actually let me say this when you do go to a club and bump into somebody how often is it that you're ready to fight somebody
1: oh i wanted to smoke last week and when i got bumped into some well <laughs> but, uh, I actually real. Didn't the smoke. Let let's be not. real
2: let's be real like out of like because i can say for myself all the times that i bump somebody i would say it's 10 percent that someone's like wrecking you know what i mean like yeah. all the other times it's like oh my bad my bad mm-hmm. and so it, i wouldn't say that it's all the time when you're bumping something
1: well I, I, it was to more of a bigger point of just having pent-up emotion i think that we Repress so many things that in situations like that it will boil over because you already have all this repressed emotion in you. You think that's connected? You in, yeah, I think I definitely think that a lot of people, spe- like a, people's favorite thing to do after a long week at work is go drinking, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. you have all these pent up emotions from your week, and you're looking for a way to get to get rid of it or to release it, right? Mm-hmm. So you go into these situations, you get drunk, some shit happens, then you get angry and you start yelling, and then things happen. I think it's because people don't process but, enough emotion i guess we just need to build up
2: a, a guy is allowed to be emotionally angry for sure they're not allowed to be emotionally sad or emotionally open i get. feel like,
1: like those examples don't show that but i'm saying that the sad emotions that they have because they're bottling up so emotion so many emo- so much emotion and they feel like they're ready to explode that that angry moment might be what tips it over like that's all a build up to that moment <clears throat> And I think that's why a lot of guys are on edge all the time. I think that we don't talk enough about how we feel or, like, what bothers us so that it all builds up and then it ends up spoil, just spilling over into a bigger moment. I even
0: feel like there's uh, many situations where uh, men have disagreements. And I feel like it all, a lot of times it boils down to someone's feelings was hurt. But as a man, I don't think you can tell him, hey, man, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. think you looked at as, you're going to look at it a bigger. But, um definitely with the pent-up emotions I get it and that was a great example you brought about being raised in a by uh mainly women because yeah. for me it was like I had my dad and my dad to me is like the ultimate macho man like the only time I've seen him cry was at my grandma's funeral which is his mom yeah you know so like that was the standard we had growing up mm-hmm. and so like for us like for my brothers like even by the time we were like 14 15 like somebody was crying like you look like we made fun of you, like you're a sissy, you're this, and right. that, you know, so. You're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pussy, you know, a lot of those lines, yeah. <laughs> so.
2: hey, it sucks, man. Yeah. Like, I, I i don't know if I wish it was different because I'm so used to this. Yeah, yeah.
0: I couldn't imagine it being any other way. Honestly. Yeah.
2: If I cried a lot, I feel like I would be baggage. Which sucks
0: <laughs> because yeah. crying
2: is natural. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
0: we have tear ducks for a reason. Yeah. We talked about earlier how we feel like kinda of women wouldn't be able to understand that. Do you ever do you guys ever have those conversations with women about like, like what? About how you're not allowed to express those things? Or is it just kinda of like they understand? Sometimes, or they they don't expect
1: Sometimes I'll, you can have an argument of like you just don't understand what I'm going through the yeah. deal. Because I don't I think I don't know, it's it's just hard to explain. Like for guys guys and girls, girls openly show emotion, so it's not hard for them to do that. But for a guy to tell you how he's feeling guys struggle with telling you how they're feeling a lot so it's I I think I'm actually pretty
2: good at expressing how I feel
1: I've been getting better that's one thing I've been trying to get better at is just saying how I feel nowadays because I let a lot of people just walk over me a lot because I wanted to preserve friendships and do that kind of thing but now as I get older it's kind of like well if I don't say something now it's going to build up eventually and then it's going to become a way bigger issue down the line Mm
0: mm-hmm that's definitely one of the critiques I've had in some relationships I've been in is that I'm not open enough or emotionally open. I don't, you know, um, I'm not, yeah, I don't show enough emotion. But again, I think it goes back to just how the environment I was raised in. You're not supposed yeah. to be. But I feel
2: like that's a catch 22 anyway because the girl wants you to be vulnerable and open. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you're vulnerable and open, now you're soft. Yeah. Now you're in your feelings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can't win. So. This is the shit Trap. you gotta deal with, man. Yeah.
1: That's really yeah. That's and that's the hardest part is like, okay, if you want me to show emotion, then I show too much emotion, then you're not your whole opinion changes on me at yeah, that yeah, yeah. point because then they just think you're you're that emotional person inside of you. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a.
2: I think it's actually pretty cool how well we do with that. Oh, hell yeah. Like hell that's, yeah. Just, if you really think about it, like yeah. we're choosing to repress our emotion. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> to make you like us more. That's kind of like, <laughs> even though we know damn, like you say you want this shit, but we know you don't want it. So just <laughs> gonna hold back and stay tough
1: for you guys. Yeah. All you women
2: out there. Yeah. But Uh, I
0: think
1: that's also, I think a lot of the reason why, too, that especially women think that way is because the men is supposed to be the strong archetype. So she's allowed to be emotional, so you have to be the strong one for that. That's exactly what it it is. is. I feel like you can be strong and emotional at the same time.
2: Yeah, it's just, I guess someone would have to have patience to find out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the the hard part. What's something that you guys want to improve on yourselves and how are you guys going about improving?
1: Do you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because uh, <laughs> you were just looking at me for an answer, but, uh, For me, this kind of goes back into what I was talking about last week about slowing down, but it's having more patience, not only with myself, but with life, my friends, like my family. Just having more patience in areas that I necessarily didn't have patience in. Why do you feel like you need patience? Because I think I expect things to happen a lot more quickly than I should, and I think that that's just because... What where we are at, like right now as a society, as everything happens so fast, you expect it to happen fast as well. And I have to realize that everybody's on their own timetable, and including myself. Like I just, like the last couple of months has been really just about me withdrawing with and just realizing what's important, what to put importance on, and where patience needs to be applied and where patience doesn't necessarily need to be applied. I think I can just be more patient with how I deal with people sometimes and even just like things in life like me expecting something to happen tomorrow you know it's just yeah just realizing that not everything happens on your timetable Mm -hmm. that's real.
0: is that something that you feel like you can actively work on
1: Yeah, it's just, I think a lot of the, like, meditation helps me, not to get back to the meditation thing, but I think that that helps me just kind of, like, work through my own thoughts. Like, all right, Zach, this doesn't necessarily need to happen tomorrow. Is your life really going to be over if this doesn't happen, or... That's how you feel? Like, you have, like, these these time crunches
2: in your life that you have to finish something I think society
1: puts it on us a lot like uh, you know like my grandma asked me sometimes like you know all, all my friends are getting engaged and stuff like when are you going to get engaged when are you going to have a kid but I think just everybody's ready at a different time like I can say for right now I don't think I could have a kid mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that that's wrong with me to say I just think that people know. hit different levels at different times that's funny you say that though
2: about the, the time like the uh, what is the word I'm looking for there's like not time expectations. There, not time limits. Like, I don't know. There's a, a time, a time frame. Is it a time frame? Anyway, so yeah, there's a like a, I guess work. There's a, there's like these time frames that I feel like I'm expected to hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't really do it anymore because I realized how toxic it was for myself. Like, yeah. It gave me anxiety thinking like, damn, I'm not going to get it. Like, I'm almost 30, right? right. And I remember like a few the years rules. ago, I know, right? <laughs> and a few years ago though. It's like, I was like, damn, I got to get all this done by by the time I'm 30, you know? Like, Yeah, for sure. I got to do this in my job. I got to get this um, married. I got to have these kids before, blah, 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 and all this shit. But then I started thinking, like, I'm thinking about this like I'm going to die at 31. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt,
1: too. Like, I'm being rushed to meet all these expectations. Yeah. And, like, now that I'm
2: closer to 30 and I'm at the point that I was supposed to be done with how I felt. You know
1: a few years ago i'm like damn like i do have hella time <laughs> right <laughs> am
2: i thinking about you yeah. so
1: i feel yeah. like we uh sometimes we rush along that process like because we feel i don't know why we put the stigma on us but people think that like between 20 and 30 is like your absolute prime like you have to do things in this certain thing or it's never going to happen for sure
2: but there's a lot of things going on in that age too like you're getting out of school yeah. you're just starting a job um like you're you're now getting all these bills. You know what right. I mean? you're getting all these bills, you're making more money than you've ever made before. You uh you you're getting responsibilities in general. Right. You know? Like all these things you've never had before, you feel like it's coming in so fast. Yeah. It's like, damn, like I need to I need to figure out how to handle this shit. And Smart. I need to handle this shit now so I could do what I thought I wanted to do. Before getting into the situation. Yeah, right? and you
1: know what the crazy thing is? People always go back to it, man. It's like, oh, man, I wish I would have done that in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what the thing. Like, we're all rushing to get married and have kids and stuff, but it's like, what about the living part of your life, too? Like, there's a chunk of time you should dedicate, and it sounds selfish, but you should dedicate to. Like traveling, or you know, just finding out who you are—that's where growth comes from. You won't become the next person you're supposed to become until that growth happens. I do think that you need
2: time by yourself,
1: a significant amount of time. Absolutely, dude. I love time by myself now. Like, I I mean, like like, uh, relationship-wise. Oh yeah, because you were talking
2: pretty much talking about like no kids, no relationships. You can find yourself, and I feel like that. Like, you definitely need a significant amount of time in your twenties to figure your own shit out first.
1: Like, I I feel like I've figured out not figured out myself because every single day there's growth or there's you know whatever but I feel like now I have a better idea of who I am than ever before Mm -hmm. and I think I owe that to the person that I would want to date or whatever to be mentally in that place like I feel now that I'm mentally in that place but before you know there's some things I had to work out for myself in order to get to that place you're definitely
2: always growing but you definitely need to find a spot to start
1: yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it takes an experience, like a bad experience, for you to realize mm-hmm. you need to pull yourself away and figure it out for yourself. Because mm-hmm. I do think that people need some time for growth. Like it's just, it's a natural process. And if you don't give yourself the time for growth, then are you evolving, or are you just staying in the same place all the time? True. Sure. Yeah. What you got, gotcha. Jim?
0: For me, it's prioritizing myself. And not to be selfish, but I'll provide some backstory. Growing up with five brothers, I feel like I was naturally just I'm, so when you go up in a situation like that, you you it can't be about you. you know it's always like are a you group the thing oldest, youngest, I'm in the middle, so I have three okay. older brothers and two younger brothers.. Middle child? So for example, <laughs> for example, <laughs> like like, even like uh, growing up all my birthday parties because my two younger brothers, we are each a year apart, and we all have birthdays in June so we've always done birthday parties together growing up so everything and I've, and I've never had an issue with that that's always like that's all I knew so that was always fun for me and that was cool and as I'm getting older it's like okay what do I want to do not just you know who would like this and I've always been someone who enjoys being liked and you know especially around the people I love and that stuff so, that kind of stuff so I've always tried to um be there and, and accommodate for them and that kind of stuff yeah. especially in the situation I am now as an adult um, having five brothers I'm the only one who doesn't have kids so a lot of times my aunts my parents need something they'll ask if I can help grandparents and I don't mind you know, I like doing that kind of stuff but at the same time I want to start doing like I want to start making sure it's well, what do I want to do? Do I want to be over there for three hours or do I have something else I want to do? And a lot of times like I would agree to go over here even though I already had plans to do something on my own. Starting even with this podcast, I know that when we lock in a time here that this is my priority. Like I'm letting everyone know, hey, I can't do it this Saturday. Or, I can't do it this day because uh, blah, blah, blah. You know. And this is just one example, but anything that comes up now is making sure it's okay. Not just agreeing to it because I have the time to do it or because they're asking me to help, but is this something I really want to help with right now? That says
2: something about you, though. Like how generous of a person you are. So it is does,
0: but, but sometimes you can I can do that to a fault, and so I'll be unhappy. I'm doing, I'll be... Um, for example, my uncle one time had tickets to a Seahawks game, but my grandma needed to move that day. Mm. And instead of like trying to call around and ask someone else to do it you know i ended up going to help her and that's obviously a decision i regret i'll be honest <laughs> like, I, just don't, the I don't go stuff. to see those <laughs> games a lot you know what i'm saying And so now i'm at an age now where like Zach
2: said, like your grandma appreciates
1: and it's that. You, oh, sure. in that case it's your grandma but i with what you're talking about i struggle with the same thing too yeah. i mean i agree to do a lot of things that not necessarily hmm, how do i word this not I agree to do things sometimes that I wouldn't necessarily want to do, like going out or something, right? Like I always let people pick where they want to go and the music that they want to listen to. But it's like at this point, it's like I need to be selfish too. I'm, we're all going out for a good time. It's not just your good time, and I'm tagging along. Like it should be my good time too. So I've been trying to focus more on saying no a lot more too. Like nah, that's not for me. You guys go have a blast. I'm just chilling. You know, just stuff like that. I mean, I feel same the same thing you're talking about. Sometimes I feel like I'm I give too much of myself to other people, and sure, I don't yeah. reel it back
0: in. Mm-hmm. And that, that's and my biggest thing is not in, not only saying no, which I, I need to be clear about, but I just try to provide an alternative. Hey, I can't do it this day, but yeah. you know, can we meet up this day or that? You know, and if that doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So but that's better. So than that's my like favorite. my that's my way of trying to move forward with this and, and trying to make sure that at the end of the day i'm happy you know because i just that's the,
2: definitely sorry no, no. Here you go. that's a good way to do it though where it's like i'm not saying i'm not helping you i will help you but we need to compromise it has to be if you want me to help you do something you need to work with my time mm-hmm. so yeah I,
1: I fuck with that yeah, yeah i agree 100 percent with that too and it's that's just so hard especially like I, I'm, I can only speak for myself but that's hard for me because I've always been a person that's given so much to everybody else that it's hard for me to be selfish without thinking that I'm being selfish for sure. like it's hard to separate that emotion from what I'm doing because in reality I know that it's good for me to be more selfish but to the outside world it might look like I'm being, I'm being selfish for my own reasons well I mean I guess it is for my own reasons but I think you guys will get what I mean like I'm not saying no just to be an asshole. I'm saying no because I don't think that that situation or what you what's going on is benefiting me.
0: Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And for me, it's just, I'd just rather be somewhere else at that time. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, and just, but again, it's just trying to be honest, having to be honest about that. I think before I would um, try to make an excuse or yeah. something like that, but it's just being straight up right when I hear about it. I'm like, hey, I can't do that at that uh-huh. date. Let's try to do it this day. And, you know, work from there instead of just automatically agree. Okay. Yeah. You asked, let's do it and let's make it happen. You know, so
2: that is the key to that though is to keep it real from the jump. Yeah. Uh, See, and that's hard that
0: makes because it so much if, easier if you've been yeah.
1: friends or even family or whatever for so long, they're already conditioned to the way you are now that it's hard to take that stigma off of yourself now. Like, Oh, this is weird. You're acting completely different. Like, yeah. why don't you want to go do all this stuff anymore? <laughs> why don't you want to, you know, help me with this or do that? and then it looks selfish because you for so long you have you were you just appeased everybody else and now people are looking at you weird because you're doing something for yourself which they should be happy that you're doing for something for yourself
0: but again when they get used to you doing all that stuff i I agree with you it does get hard and and for me it's like i have a guilt by even saying i initially i was feeling like guilty doing it because it's uh come up a few times and Initially, there was that guilt of like, damn, I'm not even going to help them, but at the same time, it's like, this is what I want to do, you know, and like, focus on that part more rather than, and knowing that I have enough history with that person, whoever they are, that they know that I'm an accountable person, but it's just getting them accustomed to it's not going to be on your time every time, and like you're talking about, it needs to be compromised, so, you know, just getting to that point, so
2: what you were saying a minute ago about someone being used to you reacting a certain way, or yeah. someone being conditioned to how you are generally and then getting offended when
1: you act differently. Oh, one emotional, my, some would say? No, well, one of my co No, I'm saying that that's, <laughs> that's a word that's thrown because I stick up for myself now. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> fuck them. Um,
2: one of my coworkers said that, uh, talking about a management situation, he was like, um, they're only gonna do what you allow them to get away with, mm-hmm. and that's it. 100. yeah. Uh, my thing that I want to improve on is, um, I'm trying to learn how to be more sensitive and empathetic towards people and situations. I was, um, my parents, they taught me a lot about, you know, respecting others, being kind, being generous and shit like that. But I feel like I've never been trained to be sensitive. Like there's times like, I really feel like I'm really desensitized to a lot of extreme events. And I don't know if it's um, movies that I watch or video games I play, whatever it is. I honestly feel like I just didn't have it to begin with because um, the more that I work on it, the more that I, I realize I've never felt that, before, or I never saw it like this before. Like I've never had that in me anyway. Right. Um, like the thing that I, I try to do to be more empathetic and sensitive to a a situation would be to, like if there is a crazy news story, um, instead of just looking at the headline and being like, oh, that's trash, you know what I mean? Or giving an opinion about something that I haven't really looked into, like I I need to read the stories more. Like I need to find out more information. I got you. The more information that I find out, the more I get to put myself in their shoes. And that's what I need to do more often.
1: I uh, I agree with that too. I mean, I I try to do I try to look at both angles of stuff now. Like, for example, the um I don't know if you guys saw the viral video going around of uh those kids with all the Trump hats on that were like laughing at the Native American guy. Yeah, I I didn't even look into that story, so. Well, I, that, I don't know if I can comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, <laughs> all I was saying was like to me, looking at that situation, I was like, man, those kids are super disrespectful. They shouldn't be doing that shit. But then there were stories coming out that he like the guy walked into the middle of the crowd like he he kind of egged it on so I've been trying to do a better job too of looking at both sides of the story instead of just taking one at face
0: value yeah I think that's where I I struggle with that I think it's great to even be aware that you know you need to be more empathetic but the part I struggle with is carrying that bias into it so for example you're talking about looking at both sides of that Mm -hmm. picture and like for me if I automatically see someone with uh, let's say a Trump hat, or if I see someone, um, it could be a, a number of things. But my, I come in with that bias, and so it's like I'm already going to side with this person, and I'm going right. to look at it from their shoes. But you're right; you do need to come in and try to see where the where the other side is coming from to at least get a better view of the the whole story. I feel like for what
2: we're doing, that's especially important. Yeah, like having an opinion that's biased is natural. For sure but bringing in both sides, like playing devil's advocate, I guess, Mm -hmm. makes the conversation more compelling. For sure.
0: Absolutely, you need to do that.
2: The thing that kind of set me off to the situation, which made me aware of the fact that I wasn't sensitive to bigger situations, um, I don't think I'm allowed to say the person's name, but um, having conversations about the criminal justice system, and about people being in jail for specific reasons or whatever. Right. Like, before this, like before this conversation, I thought that if you're in jail, you fucked up. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was extremely circumstantial. Because I've never, like I never had to look into it. Right. You know, I'm, There's nothing that made me have to uh, go into that. So some people go to jail because of their actions, but their actions are directly um, linked to them surviving, right? And I never, I never even considered that as an option. And that made me think like, damn, I'm really just looking at this shit for face, face value and I'm not looking at struggles that are not familiar to me, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, no, I get what you're saying. And, too. we we've been conditioned to believe that if, you, if you're in jail, you did something wrong. When a lot of time, yeah, people do do wrong things and go to jail for it, but a lot of the time that they get these jail sentences, especially these younger kids, is because they don't have public defenders that care about them. They don't have the means. You know, they might have been selling drugs to feed their family, got caught, and now are going to be on parole for the next 15 years because they had to make a decision. I get there's a decision there that that kid could have decided not to sell drugs, but until you're placed in that position where your family's starving, the electricity's cut off, you, you can't say that you wouldn't do that in the same position. Exactly. I think this is a pretty good segue into Takashi though, right? Sir? Sure. Since we're talking mm-hmm. about snitching and jail and stuff. What do you guys think? So, first off, I think that there's some false information out there. What the is body. the current
2: status of the Takashi situation?
1: So, he snitched on three guys that only one of them was being jailed at the time. One of them was currently on the run and the other one hadn't been picked up yet because they couldn't link him any, to anything he snitched and told that the person that they just picked up was the one that was shooting at Chief Keith on his direction. So I guess, I don't know what other information he's providing to the feds, but there's a, he's supposed to get, I think it's, he's 22, right? I have no idea. He's supposed to get, it, it's actually kind of ironic, but he's supposed to get, I think, 47 years in jail, which would be, he'd be 69 years old, but, which is kind they of crazy. They did that on purpose. Yeah. But the <laughs> thing is, is they haven't reduced his sentence yet. For, based off the information you gave him so like I was I, I followed this Instagram account and you guys should definitely take a look at it the guy the Instagram name is called behind the smoke and he it's this guy that talks a lot about what happens in the industry behind the scenes like he had some information about the pusher stuff and all that but he was talking about Takashi. and he goes I bet you Takashi doesn't even do a year he goes he'll be out. he'll be out in a year because of all the snitching that he did he pleaded guilty to nine counts and then gave up those guys. So I think there's a plea deal on the table that they just haven't taken the deal out of his thing yet. And I could be wrong. That's just what I've seen on the internet. See, I don't know too much about um,
2: the, that type of court process, but mm-hmm. it seems like it seems like uh, the detectives that are on the case are holding back like they're making it seem like it's his easy way out. When I don't think it is, like I feel like this isn't over. Just because, even if he does take a, even if he does snitch on everybody in his year
0: I have a feeling he'll be back. Like seriously. Like they have more charges. Oh yeah, that's
1: yeah. all. I They're gonna find more stuff as, as they keep digging. But do you guys are you guys against Takashi? Because I know that there's this whole thing that you know you shouldn't snitch or whatever. But for one, he's 22. He's gonna he could have faced 100 years in prison or whatever their original count was. Which is not a reason to snitch, but I could see why he would snitch for that. But then he found out that the guys that you know he thought were his friends were trying to kill him, so there's another one. And then he found out, I guess the judge played some tapes of some audio recordings that proved that those same guys were all fucking his baby's mama. So at that point, is are we really mad at Takashi for snitching now? Because those guys didn't give a fuck about you, why should you turn around and give a fuck about them now?
2: That's crazy.
1: But the only thing, the only argument I can make to that too, though, is you engage in the criminal activities with them, you better go down with the ship too.
0: That's, That's, kind, of <laughs> That's kind of where I've always stood with the whole thing is, and I've seen a great breakdown from a former drug dealer, and he was he kind of broke down snitching how, how he feels like. For example, if a man gets held up at a grocery store, he calls the cops. It's not snitching. You know, he's, no. a, he's yeah. a civilian. But once you, like you said, decide to engage in those activities. I feel like you gotta take what you gotta take what comes your way yeah you know, like, do you going, for
1: that. going back to our very first podcast do you think this still can't be made into a movie
2: Takashi yeah I mean they can all be made into a movie
1: sure. but
0: I mean do you think it would be like is it a straight to Netflix movie or yeah do you think this could be in
1: theaters <laughs> I don't know I think they make like a get rich or die trying type movie where it's loosely based off of his story what about his story is so special though
2: just with like Because of how many people's attached in his uh, his situation of whether or not it's right or not to stay. Well just
1: how how far he rose, how quickly and how far he fell quickly and how his whole life dramatically changed with the whole Feds thing and how he knew he knew that the feds were on him months ago. So you feel like this
2: would be an ideal story because of how short the time frame is? Yeah, I and think how you much could, things happened in this show yeah
1: long. I think it's I think it's intriguing enough to get an audience in if you see somebody that rose so quickly to fame and then dropped so fast mm-hmm. and, and the minor details that they're not putting out right now like coming out in the movie and saying like well this happened this happened and like reenactments and what happened because a lot of that shit was all over academics page when they were shooting at Chief Keef and they were robbing people and I think yeah, it could maybe. be interesting I think it could be an interesting movie the timing
0: would be key like when you release yeah. that you do it but it's still fresh in people's minds. You gotta of do years it after he, he gets
2: charged. Like, they need to be filming that shit right now. <laughs> yeah. kind of day, yeah.
0: My thing is, let, let's say he you know, he co- cooperates, he snitches, and he does get let out. Do you see any situation to where he could return to rap?
1: Yeah, because rap lets everybody back in, I think.
0: That somebody somebody's gonna fuck. I
1: don't
2: fuck. know about that one, bro. No, somebody's That's a good segue, but yeah, keep going on. Somebody <laughs>
1: somebody's gonna fuck with them, like somebody somebody's gonna be with him like it's. How many people have done really stupid things like to the commute to their own community and all that kind of stuff, and they're still accepted? Like, look at R. Kelly; he was still accepted, and we knew, he was, or I mean, people knew that he was molesting children.
0: It, it makes me think of Ross. Excuse me. How Ross was exposed for Oh, I think you're
1: talking about Ross Geller from Friends. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Oh. I was like, wait, it's like what the They were on a break, dude. What <laughs> I know what it was Ross? Rick Ross. Oh, what And how he
0: was exposed for stealing someone's identity and he used to be a mm-hmm. cop. Yeah. Or CO. But he like puts on this. But you know what the crazy thing about somebody though right is. not right aren't that's COs what like out of it. <laughs> I swear, bro. Aren't COs like some of the dirtiest cops though? But still, just to be labeled yeah. as like, you know.
2: Officer Ricky, right?
0: That's like yeah, the most anti-cop, anything legal enforcement is the most anti-rap thing you can be, I feel like. You yeah, know man. what's crazy,
1: though? Is he, if, I, we gotta give Ross credit for how oh, yeah. he just, that just kind of blew over. I mean, like, at the time, it was huge. You, dude, you but don't think about just, that.
0: When you think about him and his legacy, I don't think that comes up.
1: Because of the
2: lane that he's in, no one filled that niche mm-hmm. of being the mm-hmm. boss, like, the fat boss. Like, yeah. no one was that. No. and. uh like the marketing, I'm telling you, like, that's so distracting. Like, there's this this bigger-than-life, bigger-than-human person coming out right now. Like, that shit is distracting. Yeah, it. 50 Cent Hill tried to get back and uh, bring that shit back to life, But
1: Maybe that's maybe an a artist life. you could mention at Who Should Have a Comeback. Yeah, let's talk about that right now. Because Damn. you just
2: said that um, rap oh, brings we'll back executive. anybody. Yeah. I don't think that's true because there's a lot of people that flopped that I don't think can ever come back. And this is gonna be an interesting conversation because the name drops are gonna sound like shade. But like Chingy is a good example.
1: Dude, you know when you sent that in the text message, that's the first name that popped into my head was Chingy.
2: Yeah, I don't think he'd be able to be-
1: chingy No matter what
0: kind of song he drops, he wouldn't.
1: Like he would have to. The only way he could come back is if one of his mainstream songs from before got hot again in some you, way nah, you he, know
0: um somebody who I thought could come back was like a tiger so that's what I'm thinking Chingy do but
2: tiger never really had a break
0: he had a moment where he was like a joke though when he, he lost Kai I still
2: feel like he is kind of a joke but he's like
1: He's, he was, like,
0: really at that
2: borderline. Now
1: he's more of a giggle than a full-on laugh. He was like that, <laughs> he was like that like sunken place. Shout out to Tiger, though. He had a huge, you know, huge ear.
0: I think a lot of social media say would say he was in the sunken place. I'm also so. getting real tired of that. I uh, was. I mean, I, I never said he was in it, but, like, he's kind of looked at as, like, that guy. No, who, I'm, ta- I'm talking about that
1: term. I'm tired of the sunken place term. Yeah, Just because people go through a, a, a bad period in life does not mean they're in the sunken place. What about,
0: let me ask you this. What about Chingy with the right endorsement?
2: That's what I was going to say next. Um, if Chingy came back... His he couldn't come back with a solo song. I don't think. Um, he couldn't come back with a solo song and a good endorsement. I don't think. But I think he could come back if he had a crazy artist like Drake or like Quavo or like. I don't even think Ti be able to bring him up. To be honest. <laughs> if that's no shade of Ti, I just feel like that just wouldn't fit right. You know Ti mean? is
1: uh, and again no shade of Ti, but his weight doesn't. His name doesn't hold the same weight it used to.
2: But it does hold weight to a a. A specific type of artist, like yeah. for example, like if JID and Ti got on the track, I feel like that would boost uh, JID quite a bit because so, he's yeah because he's a he's a good rapper. He's not just like a party rap song. I get what you. Person. I got J. you. Yeah. I, mean. I got you. So Ti co-signing someone who can actually rap, I feel like it's big. Chingy's not that type of artist.
0: That Chingy Quavo combination is just named that could be cool, nah, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Chingy and Quavo. Yeah. I think that could be cool man i mean i'd be interested to hear how that sounds but i don't want to <laughs> and quavo anywhere near each other <laughs> i kind of wanted that what man.
0: was it, so it would have to be uh, a track an endorsement and no called? no no uh
2: a solo track solo. he cannot okay an endorsement he cannot a solo track and an endorsement he cannot it have to be which i guess you can call it an endorsement but it have to be a hot feature got you okay, okay yeah, got that's got the you. only way i could see i but how hot would the feature need to be for Chingy to come back? It would, it would have, have to be a Drake. Or... It would have to be literally like someone that is chart off. So it
0: couldn't just be Quavo in the video. It needs to be Quavo on the, the track with him with Chingy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh
2: Quavo in the video. Nah, the, I ain't, gonna do, shit. Yeah. I <laughs> ain't <laughs>
0: gonna do shit. Yeah. Like, first off <laughs> I can't even tell the three <laughs> of them apart, so I wouldn't know if that's take off or offset. But, yeah, nah, I'm kidding. Quavo's my guy, so that is funny. Like
1: that. Um a, a non—I hate using the term "corny" because I don't want to put that. Like we're just throwing out corny names, but a non-corny person that I'd like to see have a second chance at coming back would be Lloyd Banks.
2: Yeah, I don't think he wants to come back.
0: Yeah, I kind of don't. think Is so. there? I don't. I don't think there's a lane for him though. No, for his just put the rapid. I line. don't even think that he was that big. I don't. I, like he
2: was. He was big, and he had a core base, mm-hmm. but I, it didn't go
1: further than that. Even on like. Um, I think he's one good hook away from coming back,
0: Mm. Lloyd. Not, not, not,
1: It would have to be sung by somebody else. I'm saying that Lloyd Banks. I think he's one. Remember one. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if
0: Sway Lee could save him. Okay, remember. I'll give you a perfect.
1: He's actually had a comeback. (laughs) So this would be this would be a good example. He's actually had a comeback. Remember when he was fucking with Kanye and he had like Beamer, Benzer, Bentley come out oh I remember yeah. that song like yeah, he was yeah. one hit that he was, he was dead in the water but he's I, I still think he's just one hit song away from being right back nah that there. was the momentum right there man
2: I don't know and he, cause think about like song. his
0: that shit was hard Fab yeah no it was Jewels wasn't it well Fab it was, was on it right Beamer, or Bentley Keem of Friends of Wendy he might have been Fab was remixed. yeah it was Jewels I don't know if
2: I heard that there was three right
1: I want to say there's somebody that we're not thinking of, like a Yo Gotti or something, but I know Yo Gotti did have a song with Lloyd Banks at the time, but I think I could definitely see them doing music together. Yeah. What about someone like like a Mike Jones?
0: Man.
1: I think the sound would have to come back into style. Like I think that that Houston sound would have to come back in style for him to- Well, speaking of
2: styles that came back and someone tried to capitalize, Sean Paul came out with a few songs when like the whole dance hall wave was going on and it just and they were there some of them were good they were fire, but yeah. like I like I like majority of them that he dropped every time I like that
0: area like the just give me the light and that stuff no no no, no, no recently no, no. like yeah oh he, yeah, he, yeah he he ago. Ago. Oh. that one Drake like Drake was really on oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. rasta wave he called it Sean Paul, rasta called him rasta out. Monster. Sean Paul called him out for that right
1: I don't know oh yeah he did I think he said he was biting the sound
0: I think oh so really he was definitely
2: culture hopping but, i mean that's what drake does like, drake, he has a song where he's singing what? spanish the whole time you know what's?
1: i think that the, the thing about drake though is people call him a culture vulture but look at how many people he's gotten big like little baby gave him his biggest song probably Blockboy jb gave him his biggest song he broke a lot of these new producers take keith like yeah but the people that you're naming are part of this culture that's true
0: um, where were you going with the Sean Paul or were you singing Sean yeah. Paul yeah.
2: so Sean Paul like so Tory Lanes was just coming out Drake was doing didn't that. Tory Lanes have a song with him yeah uh, Tech, Tech Boy Your Heart yeah that shit was oh was man alright I gotta put that on the list yeah <laughs> so uh, Sean, or, uh, Tory Lanes, Drake um, who else was doing it? Party, Tiger Tiger was doing it a little bit too Omarion had yeah. uh, Distance uh, Tiger did the one on one or one on one, whatever the yeah, fuck. Like, I liked it. I, I, yeah, I, I liked it's song. good. It's good vibe music. You're just, I it. Yeah, it yeah. Okay, like, I guess
1: if it's playing like in the background, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't care. Um, but, but that wave
2: it. happened, and Sean Paul. Everybody knows Sean Paul for that sound, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he dropped a couple tracks, but they didn't take off, even though he had artists that were known for being like artists in our culture, like uh, more U.S. artists. That were... Um, they're big enough to carry that song, you know what I mean? But they still never went anywhere. So,
1: Oh yeah, I forgot that there's a fucking love remix with Sean Paul on it. Yeah. That shit was fire too. Yeah.
2: Sean Paul okay. and Tori had a few songs. But my point to bringing all the Sean Paul stuff up is that... um, Just because the sound comes back does not mean an old artist that had that sound can come back at the time. I get what you mean. So Mike Jones... We were talking about What sound would that
1: even be? Like the Houston sound The screwed Like the screwed So uh, speaking of
2: Houston Like what about like Paul Wall Or uh, I can see Paul Wall Making a comeback I can actually see Paul Wall making a comeback Really? I can actually
1: see All those Houston guys Making a comeback With the right Person behind Behind it What about through Travis? Like yeah Like if Travis did like A a super H-Town record With the both of them on it Yeah Paul Wall was so
2: low key though And I feel like that's why He'd be able to come back now yeah, because there's not a real expectation. What about no, Chameleon? Do you think Chameleon can come back? Nah, because us we're riding dirty. Nah, they're being. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. I do too. Yeah. What? Bro, Bro, that that's song, oh man, you guys hate that <laughs> Even when it, dirty. Even it was hot, I didn't like it. You ain't got to have it on rotation, but you can't hate that song. Oh man, <laughs> you know, was the, wasn't that in a video game? A monumental band? song. Oh, wasn't man.
0: it in there, like in a Need for Speed? That might be why I hate I, it. Probably. It was one of the first big ringtone songs, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, he
2: has the highest selling ringtone. I th- oh, was, oh, it Soldier Boy? was it
0: Was it? Soldier sure. Boy said he sold more than... No, I'm <laughs> Soldier <sure>. Boy <laughs> said a lot of
1: shit recently. You know what's funny? Soldier Boy's actually quieted down. Knows, yeah. Do you think Kid Cudi fell off? Yeah. Uh, I think he's not what he used to be. He's not relevant. But I think okay. Kid Cudi will always stay relevant because of. he. Cha- I think he changed the sound of hip hop. Him and Kanye with the whole 808 shit. I think that that really change? Because that was mostly Cudi inspired.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think he's another one of those people, though, actually, who does have. He has a fan base. Like a. Yeah, like a he has a solid. He usually, yeah, core. And I feel like he does
1: like 80k every time he drops.
0: What's the <laughs> last time he's dropped?
1: Uh, the Kitsy Ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated that. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't pretty impressive. with yeah. that album. We just
0: need a Cuddy solo.
1: I think he's coming out. Well, Cuddy did have a solo album like two years ago, and Andre 3000 had two, two verses on it. But I think those are the only two songs I listened to.
0: Oh, I hear about that.
1: And I love Cuddy. Like, it's just, I do not The music now is just not... Maybe it was just because... I feel like Man on the Moon came out in a perfect time in our lives.
0: We yeah. were like all trying to figure out Man on the yeah. Moon 1 and 2. Yeah.
2: What was the other one? What? Th- Didn't one of those albums have Mr. Ranger on it?
0: What's oh, a classic.
2: Was Man on the Moon 2? Yeah, I think that one did. Okay, it. yeah. yeah. That, album. that album was
1: dope. As and again. A Kid Named Cuddy was a really dope mixtape, too, when it had uh, that one had like Cleveland is a Reason. Yeah. And, yeah, Cuddy, 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 Cuddy was a vibe. Mojo's so dope. Oh, yeah, yeah Mojo's, Mojo's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> was it he have Maui yeah, Maui, Yeah, yeah mountain, Pillow Talk, Pillow yeah. Talk, well, obviously, Day and Night,
0: yeah. Erase Me, Oh oh Erase Me,
1: was a good one. Oh, Erase Me was a great <laughs> fucking record, <laughs> Those are my depressed times. <laughs> oh, man, when, uh, when Kanye said, uh, Dancy said she's cool, but don't let her fuck the money up, <laughs> <laughs> shit, when, uh,
2: Man on the Moon 1 came out, like, I went through, like, this weird, depressed phase in my life, like, I was Bro. just fucking depressed, yeah, man. for, like, no reason, did you reason. know it at the time? That I was I'm impressed? Be, yeah. um, I think I knew I wasn't myself. I was I was smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> a lot. And I don't think it helped, yeah. to be honest. I was just smoking and listening to songs that put you in the mood. Yeah, just Kid Cudi, uh, 808s, and Heartbreaks. Like, oh, man. It uh, was dangerous. Yeah, I wanted to go down the hole, man. I was like, <laughs> I just wanted to go down the hole. Yeah, I'm so glad that 808s
1: is like a. Like an acceptable album now, because I remember when that shit dropped, nobody was. Oh, fucking with people! That. Hate it. I, no, I love that album. Yeah. Like when I heard Love Lockdown, I was like, "All right." My brother's thought
0: I was like the corniest dude ever for bumping that shit. Oh, so <laughs> mad! That's a good ass album. That was, Ben. The coldest winter might be one of my favorite. I don't know why I connected ever. with that so much at seventeen, but you
1: feel me? <laughs> like, I'm gonna be here like she is a Robocop. <laughs> yeah. Shit.
0: <laughs> oh my! Hit hey, girls my. with the type
1: of How could you be so heartless? Yeah. Like, really? Shit. I, I guess I had, our I guess our love wasn't locked
2: down. <laughs> I wish I had my seventeen year old problems now, man. Oh man. Like they're God. a
0: joke. Yeah. Like, oh, they're yeah. such a joke. <laughs> yeah. Shit.
1: Uh yeah, I guess for context, DMX had an interview with it was big boy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, DMX had an interview with Big Boy where he just basically said that uh, this new generation of rap is glorifying being a drug addict and that leaders in the community need to step up and, I guess, be better leaders and guide these kids away from that.
0: Because uh, Big Boy had asked, is rap being misrepresented?
1: So, do you guys think that rap is being misrepresented?
0: Not at all. And I say that because rap is going to, it's being, it's a representation of what the current state is now, what the current mood or... Culture? Culture, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. What the current culture is now. So, if, um, if you got a lot of young kids coming out rapping about this and that, you know, that's a, clearly a reflection of what they're doing and what's popular, especially when they're big artists. Um, they're not just, you know, saying the stuff to say it's connecting for a reason. I think if you were to look back on... There was a time where you know, wearing braids or doing that kind of stuff was like the thing to do, or wearing big clothes was the thing to do. And a lot of those guys don't do that anymore because times have changed. Um, if I think if you look back on some of the greats or some of the legends that people say, like Run DMC, and compare them to another great, such as, or compare that that group to another great, such as um, NWA, it's a huge difference because right. times are different and things like that. So I feel like it's gonna constantly change. I don't, I didn't even like the question is hip hop being misrepresented because. Cause I just feel like that's some. I honestly feel like that's some old people trying to say it was better when we did it, and let's keep it that way.
2: One thing I didn't like that D M X said was the kids nowadays are glamorizing drugs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And going to what you were just saying about how they're they're pretty much expressing what's going on at the state of the culture right now, right? I agree with that. Um, like it is like a, a timestamp. Fuck, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Time oh, you know what,
1: that, that, that word popped into my head, but I was like, time stamp's not what he's thinking. Yeah, I have these, okay, anyway. So, um, what was I just saying?
0: About the um, different times. Oh,
2: yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, uh, we, or people that are making music, it's just a, you know, you look back in time, you can see, like, what was going on at that time, right? What I didn't like when he said that they are glamorizing the drugs and stuff, like, as if it was the worst thing in the world, at the time that he was making music, they weren't rapping about the nicest things either, either. especially his discography in particular. You yeah. know what I mean? like He wasn't talking, he wasn't necessarily uplifting people, like it was very violent, it was very vulgar. So for you to say that current music, which I don't necessarily listen to myself, um, like the younger people, but to say that their music is going uh the wrong direction because of what they rap about i feel like isn't okay for someone
1: in his particular position to say it all like that's very hypocritical right well it's a general a general yeah what is the word i'm looking for a generational thing so back in dmx's days and jay-z's days like they glorified the drug dealer Now we kind of glorify the drug user a little bit. But I don't think that that necessarily has anything to do with hip-hop. I think we live in a drug culture period. Like, you look at EDM festivals, heavy drug culture. You look at rap shows now, heavy drug culture. Like, we live in a period of time, I think, right now, that people are probably experimenting with drugs more than ever. Maybe. So I don't think it's necessarily a hip-hop thing. I think they, they see what culture is, and they see that people are doing these drugs and they're like well that's my way to connect with them
0: i think you bring a great point and one of the things i think about this is a great line by j cole and i can't i'm uh, to sum it up he's saying what well, you guys are bragging about selling drugs but you you won't you'll never know what it did to my mom mm-hmm. and so well, you have people who had that generational thing hey we used to glorify being the drug dealer not the drug user but it's like even then if you're a guy who's selling crack or selling coke like those aren't those affect people you know right. not not you obviously you're getting the money you see the bright side of it but you're essentially tearing down families you know or breaking mm-hmm. apart families in some cases who knows where that leads to maybe even death who knows but to know that those are the possibilities it's like i don't weigh necessarily one, weigh one higher than the other I actually it's like if if i had to pick are you gonna you know poison someone else or you're gonna poison yourself i but that, right. so you do it yourself.
2: That goes back to the conversation we had earlier. You, yeah, you selling drugs is, there's a high potential of ruining someone else's life. But the reason to sell drugs to begin with might be because you need to feed your baby. You know what I mean? So. That's a good, that's like, a good point, yeah. Who knows? That's a good way to tell it. I'm
0: sure a lot of them guys were in too. For sure. You know, yeah, we, we, this is the only way we can get out. Right. That's a
1: good way. And the thing I think about too, just with the general, sword again generation thing is that um god damn it now I lost my train of thought thinking of that fucking word again <laughs> Timestamp. Time yeah generation trying to oh no okay that was the yeah. point I was gonna make was the separation between um uh, this like old class of hip hop and young class of hip hop and I think that's even on a grander scale just the difference between the older people and the younger people it's like always a constant fight it's not a communicate like we're not Trying to understand the younger people, and the younger people aren't trying to understand the older people. They're just constantly butting heads, and they're like, "Well, if you don't like my way, fuck you. If you don't like my way, fuck you." Like, that's why I liked what so much of what Cole was doing with the last album. But I don't think that's everybody.
2: There's was, a, there's always gonna be haters in every group, and that's what they are. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, I mean, not everything has to be for you, but expressing it in a way which I'm guilty of too. If I'm like that's trashy, yeah, I'm a hater at that point. But there are haters, period, across. And there right. are always going to be ones. But that's not majority. You know what I mean?
1: But I think that with this, I, there's like this, such a disconnect between adults and kids nowadays. Well, of course. But I mean, but not every- I think now more than ever, though. And I think it's because we're in, the adults are not talking to kids to understand why the kids are having to use drugs in order to feel better about themselves, like we're not having these conversations with the kids, we're not figuring out ways to be the solution. We're just looking for where to place the blame. See, I'm. What's oh, the internet? I don't think that there's a bigger difference. I feel like it's actually closer
2: because the adults, like think about the adults, like our parents, right? Mm-hmm. And then us as children, children, like there was a very di- a distinct difference with even how they look. But if you look at adults now and then the younger kids now. They're dressing pretty similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's closer than it's ever been with the generation. But is that a fa- but? But um, that's like from a
1: fashion standpoint, but I'm
2: talking But I feel like a- the fashion standpoint is still a bigger picture. Like, mm. you guys still have a lot more similarities than the past generations did. Right. And maybe that has to do with internet yeah. and everyone being able to look at the same shit at the same time. Because back in the day, like, our parents got to look at. Uh, yeah, they would look yeah. at magazines and shit that we wouldn't care to look that's at. True. You know what I mean? So.
0: Or even like they take the newspaper and you give the kids the comics. Exactly. You know, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I don't accidentally know. Accidentally forced. It <laughs> feels like in hip hop, especially though, there's always like this young versus old thing. Like, why does it have to be like that? You should want the one of the, my favorite quotes is you need the um, you need oh God. I'm gonna butcher this, but like basically you need the something of the young and you need the counsel of the ogs like you need um you kind of need that like uh oh man i can't think of what i was going to the word i was going to say but it's like ignorance like your ignorance is bliss like you need kind of that young ignorance but you also need to, like the counsel from the og so like these kids come in nowadays, and they're so against these adults. And then these adults turn around; and they're so against these kids, especially in hip hop. And it's like, why don't you guys just come together and have a conversation? Like, I, like what Cole's doing with J- or JID right now? Like he's taking a young kid who and putting him under his wing, rather than separating himself from the younger generation. Do you feel
0: like from the older generation? Do you feel like that's like there's any jealousy in that?
2: That actually, I want to go off of that. Yeah. So. I think that that is a big point and if you look at the the people like the older generation that's hating they're not even rapping right now
1: that's true
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and I feel like it
1: has to do with jealousy 100% yeah well because now I feel like especially back like if we take DMX for example like he had to work very very hard to get his music played for people to listen to him nowadays you click upload on SoundCloud and you can have a hit the next day. Like, yeah. so, And I think that the kids don't take that into consideration that, hey, these people laid the groundwork for you to be able to do what you're doing now. You, I do think that there should be a level of respect for that instead of, oh, fuck these old guys. Like I, They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even uh, deeper than that, and th- DMX in particular, I feel like there's even resentment there. And when he's talking because... I would say he hit the pinnacle of rap just off of his style. Um, I believe he was one of the only rappers to have two platinum albums in the calendar year. Yeah. This guy was in movies; he's acting, and I think he looks now like I blew it, you know. And instead of, I think he can be like a great voice for a lot of young generations. So that's why it's kind of upset upsetting to hear hear him make these comments. Instead of trying to like guide people in the right direction, like it comes off as like I'm I'm bitter, I'm upset that I didn't have more run, yeah. and now I'm like going to try to tear these guys down. You know, it's like but you're I did, not rapping anymore. So
1: I did read something though that I think his next album is going to aim to do that. Like he he's aiming his next album to talk to the younger generation, If I read that correctly, I can't remember where the article. I mean, was you could talk over, to them many different ways. Though. But I think yeah. that it was more of like he's taking it as, uh, hey, I'm going to sit you down and tell you. You know because like okay perfect example is like takashi right mm-hmm. he had did you guys ever watch that interview he did with fat joe
0: i've seen the part of it i didn't watch the whole thing
1: so he did this interview with Fat. Fat joe had a podcast for a while called the uh, the coca 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 vision or something but i don't know if it's still going whatever but uh he was having an interview with takashi and he basically outlined everything that happened to takashi these guys will change on you you're gonna go down you're gonna get caught up in the feds like if you don't start changing your ways but the younger guys they just don't care and don't listen because they want that success so bad so fast well
2: yeah but think about us at that age like I wish I listened to a lot more yes, things, you know? yeah oh, like sure. it's just an age thing you're just young mm-hmm. like everyone's dumb when they're young you know? like, <laughs> period like they're dumb it is what it is you gotta accept it
1: yeah and learn from it like a- I just think it would be more beneficial if just if everybody took a softer approach to each other and just tried to find some common ground instead of making it an old versus new or, you know. I still think the people that are active in the game right
2: now aren't like that. Like, give me an example of an old head that doesn't like the new people that are um. actively rapping. And if you do find an example, which... Actually, yeah, if you do find an example, I bet you won't find many.
0: Yeah. So you're saying the old heads that are, that have that, are the ones that don't rap anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I, got to, I agree with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So apparently Kanye is suing Def Jam, um, I think Universal Music Group, and I don't know if he's specifically suing Jay-Z, or Jay-Z's just part of the litigation, but basically he's suing for all his publishing back, and he's saying that he helped revive Jay-Z's career. Do you guys agree with that statement?
2: That Kanye helped revive Jay Z's
1: career. Yeah, I could see where he's coming from.
0: Is it? It's it based off the work he done out the one of the blueprints, right? Or
1: well, I, mean, I think Kanye is saying that think... Jay Z got re hot because of him, and I think he's more g- thinking of the watch the Throne era than oh. Floyd. But okay, I okay, even
2: man. I even think just Kanye's presence around Jay Z definitely fueled the fire for him, fueled Jay Z kind of getting bigger, which Jay Z was already already big. Yeah. I'm but, giving that. But he he's he's a, a constant big. Like he's right here. Like he's at the top. Just <laughs> right? right. But now you have like this hot new producer rapper that's coming out and he blows the fuck up. All you need to do is just stand by him. Yeah. True. And that affects your name huge. How he's gonna spin that in court, how Kanye's gonna spin that in court and prove that he made Jay Z better, I don't know. I could see it. Like I can see how kanye's effect made jay-z more relevant mm. to generations that didn't fuck with jay-z keep in mind yeah. you're a big jay-z fan right?
1: yeah but um there's a lot of people that aren't but if okay if we're saying that kanye revived jay-z's career the the album that kanye had the most hands in besides the early stuff when jay-z was already hot was blueprint three and i think we can all agree that that's one of jay-z's worst albums
2: okay so that is because he tried to copy Kanye. That is sound. a piece of evidence, right? Yeah, that Kanye would have to use. I'm saying for face value, Kanye, this, the burden's on Kanye to prove this shit. Yeah, but I can see how Kanye uh, affected Jay Z's career in a positive setting.
1: There's a difference between the, the wording he's using affected, yeah, I can see how he affected, but revived somebody's career. Jay Z was not dead in the water when. Kanye came into the picture. Jay-Z was the hottest rapper at the time. He was involved in the beef with Nas. Like, he was the okay. biggest.
2: But being dead in the water and being stagnant, I feel like, are very similar. He when wasn't. Comes...
1: But when Kanye came in, he wasn't stagnant. He, this was like, Kanye came in like the blueprint. But what, I feel like you're focusing on a small
2: time period. Like, what is, what is the time period that Kanye is going off of? Because if he's talking about the whole relationship, Kanye is correct. I don't I don't agree with that. That Kanye had nothing to do with Jay-Z getting I didn't big. say
1: nothing. I just don't think that he t- claiming that he revived his career. Okay, maybe he revived that. is a bad word to use. Yeah. But made Jay-Z relevant, he definitely did. Mm. Jay-Z maybe to maybe to a crowd that wouldn't necessarily listen to Jay-Z That's from my point. Jay-Z Jay-Z to
2: some people is boring, dude. Like he's a boring old man. Like he has good music, but him doing like what he actually does in the spotlight, nothing special. Yeah. So sure. a young person with a really short uh, attention span is not going to give no fucks about Jay-Z. But the, he also doesn't make music for those people. That's fine. Yeah. But the fact that Kanye is now surrounded, surrounding himself with Jay-Z, Jay-Z gets thrown into a whole nother group a uh, demographic of people that don't give a fuck about Jay-Z anyway. I feel like you can't say that... That goes unnoticed.
1: Yeah, but then you can flip that around and say that Jay Z helped launch Kanye's career. So how can you? That's fine, but yeah, that's not you, the argument. But I'm saying, how can you revive somebody's career that pretty much made yours? Because you're stagnant. Mm, I don't, see. So you mean to tell me that word? I don't agree. You with mean
2: that to tell either. me that Jay Z's career has been so active from the beginning? Because there's no there's no uh, defined time period of when Kanye is talking about yeah. reviving Jay Z's career. Correct. Right. So, we, and that, with that being said, we have to look at the whole thing. So, uh, Jay-Z uh, picking up Kanye from the jump to right now, right? Right. Jay-Z has been active the whole time. Right. And you're telling me that there is no time where he's been stagnant.
1: Yeah, but I don't think Kanye pulled him out of the stagnant. I think Kanye pushed him further into the stagnant. When Kanye was stagnant for brief periods of time, he still wasn't
2: stagnant. Like, his name was still hot. Like, it was still something about Kanye. Like, well, you say Kanye, the Kanye has not Jay- been out of my ear since he started, bro. Yeah. Jay-Z, there's times where he's nothing. Not- and I think he prefers that, which is fine. Like, he likes being behind the scenes. But that's my point. The fact that there are dead spaces in Jay-Z's career, and Kanye has very few. Kanye's buzz will... And Kanye's, Kanye's buzz and Kanye being around Jay-Z would affect him like I don't know how else to say like it would affect like uh, if I if I if me and you were famous and you're not doing shit like for a while but my name is still buzzing in the street and I'm around you how many times are people gonna say the, that?
1: but the saying that he wasn't doing shit isn't true because he was still putting out music he was still he's still very much in the in the limelight but you disagree with me that he did have stagnant moments. I don't think they were stagnant because he wasn't making good music. I think he was they were stagnant because he pulled himself out of the public spotlight. I don't think he stagnant is stagnant. I don't give a fuck his reason. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't agree at all with Kanye reviving his career like at all. Yo, all the, right. The only argument I can make would be Watch the Throne and Jay-Z was already hot during that time. He just came out with American Gangster right before that, and I that was probably one of his best
2: albums. I think you're taking the word revival too literal. And I doubt that that's the word he's going to use in court. Like, that's just a headline word, right?
1: Revival. Well, if you take into consideration who's he's been hanging out with a lot, I could definitely see him using that word. Hmm. I think relevant is a... No, term. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about Dame Dash. Like, Connie and D- Dame Dash are hanging out a lot lately. And I don't think it's um, without... I think it should be noted that this Kanye suing came at already after Damon said all that shit on um, what's it called Nick Cannon's thing about Jay Z and Foxy Brown. Mm. I think it's just crazy that you think
2: that someone being relative in an industry would not affect someone who is behind the scenes. If so. If that person's name is being brought up all the time, Kanye West. Yeah. And Jay-Z's name is not being brought up all the time, but Kanye West who is around Jay-Z often. If I say Kanye West is seen with Jay-Z, now Jay-Z gets something, right? Even though he's not doing anything right now. And that's happened more times than a lot. Mm-hmm. Kanye
1: was keeping Jay Z more relevant than what he already is. Come on, man. No, because there was a period of time, and this is the time when Kanye is claiming that he was helping revive his career, where Kanye was one of the most hated people on this planet.
2: But buzz is buzz, man. Like
1: if you're that buzzing, and you bring someone up, like
2: it's free promotion, like it's free, pu- <laughs> excuse me, free publicity. That's all he's doing. And I feel like you he would, he would be able to back that up. How do
1: I don't you feel?
0: That's tough. Um, I actually do feel like he, I think Kanye's valid in this.
1: Well, what example could you use that he would would be valid?
0: I don't know if I can think of a specific example. Actually, I saw I was letting you guys uh, kind of just figure it out. But I think going along with what Tyler was saying, um, I think Jay-Z had been pretty stagnant. He would have stayed. I, and no I think he probably would have dipped a little. I, I don't think he would like stay stagnant I think he his relevant relevancy would have dipped down a little bit if Kanye hadn't been around I think he's one of the most influential artists I don't I think anybody he Kanye would have attached himself to would have he, he would have had that effect on him. so I don't think Jay Z is any different
2: like he uh, he's on. like he just gives off uh Energy. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't. He gets off cloud by default. Like default. you,
0: I wouldn't say he revived his career, but as far as increased re- relevancy, for sure, but you yeah, can. But I you can
1: mean, no, because you can say that about a multitude of people that were around Jay Z at the time. Jay Z stuck around. stuck around Drake a lot. It's not a Jay Z
0: thing. Time. It's a Kanye thing, though. Whoever I'm yeah, saying, whoever Kanye was around, what Jay Z was
1: around Drake a lot at the same time. So you can make the same thing that Drake, he was around somebody that was hot again too.
0: Was he? Was he like t- even Kanye, t- Kanye t- and Jay Z were perceived as in the public as like these guys are friends and that kind of stuff? Like Jay, I don't think Jay Z and Drake ever had that kind of relationship.
2: Even if he surround, Jay-Z surrounds himself with other big artists, the fact that he's not doing anything and he's using other artists to maintain a flow, like, he's, he's on a pedestal, right? Yeah. And in order to stay up there, like, the way that the industry runs, like, you have to be relevant or else you fall off. Yeah. Right? And if you're not doing shit and you're staying up there, something's holding you up there. Something. See, right?
1: but I don't think there's ever been a period where Jay-Z hasn't been relevant because you can say that he was stagnant but if he said the next day I'm dropping an album the whole world would stop because it's Jay-Z for sure I'll give you that
2: but to say that Kanye had
1: nothing to do with I didn't say nothing I just think that the word revive I agree
0: with that yeah, yeah. we because revive, revive makes it seem like he would have been dead without it like that's without what I'm Kanye. saying is
1: like the way that it was worded but We're you're using, using that, that left headline left. word no, that was from the deposition. That was from the the court articles. That came. See, I need, I haven't looked at it. But they I blocked see, I feel it. Like it's, that it's actually really weird if you go look at them because a lot of it is blacked out. But that was one of the key things that was taken away I from I feel him. like that would be a
2: really hard word to defend. I think yeah, so, it's relevant. Too. I can definitely see that.
1: Yeah, I can definitely say that he's added to Jay Z's relevancy. But to say you revived his career. So you're going to go back in this tape and listen to when you said he didn't.
2: <laughs> What do, you, what do you mean I said he didn't? You said that he had nothing, or you said that, yeah, you said Kanye West had nothing to do with Jay-Z staying relevant. And then you just said
1: that he didn't. Okay, maybe I worded that poorly, but what I mean is that Jay-Z was always relevant. Did Kanye put a boost up in certain areas? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that Jay-Z, I don't think that that helps with, I don't know. Zach, are you on my side or on your side? no because i still think it's such a dumb wording you didn't revive jay-z's I never you don't really, even, yeah because I, I, yeah. yeah.
0: I think jay-z's too big of an artist to did jay-z will never, never have been dead
1: in the water where he yeah. needed kanye to revive him yes I, being kanye's literally he never user. said revive one time is no but i'm saying I'm, I'm talking about kanye saying
0: that i'm sure and i'm sure he added more relevancy than jay-z would like to admit i'll say that
2: yeah i think that for sure
0: I think that's probably where Kanye. I also I'm sure that's the responsible for Jay
2: Z's worst album. <laughs> that's fine. He's still there. Like his name, his his name is giving off uh, more relevancy than Jay Z at times. So that just just being in the same vicinity, you're gonna feed off of that as well. Like, period. Like that's just how energy yeah. works, man. <laughs> okay. If you're a bad person and like you're a good person but you started kicking it with a bad person and you don't say anything but this bad person's always on the mic talking shit, blah 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 and then they people see you two walking around together you're automatically bad because of the bad person that's on
1: camera yeah i get what you're saying yeah i'd agree with that i don't know i just think that poor usage of words and <laughs> blueprint 3 was Connie's blueprint and it was trash so I don't know. I just don't think he has an argument. I, I, think he has an, I think he has an argument in terms of he can say that in this situation, yes, attaching his name to Jay-Z boosted the want for whatever Jay-Z was putting out. But I don't necessarily think that Jay-Z needed that. I wouldn't even give him boost. Like, yeah, he boosted,
2: sure, and that's generous. I think that he just kept him where he was. Like, how Gemini was just saying, like, he could decline. Mm-hmm. I feel like that wasn't an option because of how big Kanye was. Like, he's, he's not going to decline. Jay-Z is not going to decline being around top artists. Yeah. At all. Because it shows his worth through them.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just think all of this is just weird with him hanging out with Dame, and now all of a sudden both him and Dame are attacking Jay. I think that there's I don't know what's going on, but I think that there's more at play here than just that. James or James, uh, Dame seems like a sneaky ass person. Really. You know what? And I used to love Dame too, bro. But the more and more he opens his mouth now, and the more and more interviews, like a lot of the interviews have great fucking one-liners and stuff that are very relevant to life. But I think he's just so narrow-minded that he just does—he blocks out everybody. And just he's like, it's Dame's way or no way. He is a very entertaining person. For he sure. is. Like, uh, does he have a show? Because if he does, he needs one. You know, his Instagram name is Duskington Poppington.
0: <laughs> I have no idea, but
1: Duskington Poppington.
0: he, he um, i don't know if that's—is that his barber show? That because Dame has a lot of interviews, him but himself. I don't think it's his. I don't think I don't know if Dame has a channel. Or did I'm you see? YouTube did you see
1: like the the one with him and Nick Cannon? Maybe. Wait, did I see a show? Or I'm just saying, did you think that that was? No, I'm, I'm asking sure. if he has a show. Oh, because I have no idea. He doesn't anything. have a show. He needs a no, show. I, think, I have no idea. Yeah, I, think he's, I think he's he wall from the industry. No, I think he just provides.
0: I think he just provides content to his barber. His barber has a channel. Since wait, wait, wait! Like, him.
1: Well, yeah, oh. I guess he still has to get his head shaved. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. why does he get <laughs> yeah. a But I guess it's...
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: I agree, though. He doesn't need a channel. I just want that. to see him just yell at people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Dude,
1: some of the funniest... You can go on YouTube and find him, but like, his rants at Def Jam oh, about Jay-Z, nice. like about... Uh, how they were fucking up the marketing dollars like epic rants see that's, epic fuck that's rants. passion dude. yeah that's the definition <laughs> of passion dude. but see the funny thing is he would have been called emotional if he would have done it in a way that wasn't so harlem like if he if it was anybody else doing that they would be like oh my like if connie did it right if connie did the same thing they would be like oh my god connie's just an emotional mess but dame does it, it's like man that's fucking cool yeah <laughs> just like diddy like if diddy goes with a rant it's like oh that's fucking cool but really Diddy might be hurt a little inside that's why he's Oh shit, okay. Um, back to Kanye real quick. Did you guys see. Do you guys know who GLC is? Mm-hmm. Do you remember him from like early Kanye stuff? He was like, he was the one that supposedly be I have her. some more things to say about Diddy, but alright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep going. The Diddy, So he wrote on College Dropout. Apparently, College Dropout was him. Wait, what's the guy's name again? GLC. Okay. I know you know who I'm talking about. Maybe if I heard He this, was I've around Kanye a lot. So, um. GLC came out and said that he had a conversation with Kanye recently where Kanye has told him that he is going to stop wearing the mega hat again.
0: How... When did GLC say this?
1: Mm. Uh, like a week... Or he was on somebody's podcast. Who was it? Uh, who's the dude from TMZ? Van Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is it? No. Van Lathan,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Something like that. Yeah, he was on his podcast and said that yeah, Kanye told him he's going to stop wearing the hat and that he showed Kanye the error of his ways and I'm just like, I don't mind any of this shit. So if Kanye did
2: Drop all that shit And then Be extremely pro-black How would you guys
0: Corny you know, Yeah the corny. It, I think Wouldn't would believe it, it Yeah it's just That's not how he feels I don't Honestly I mean it could be how he feels um, It could well, be how it feels But The pro-black you think That would be you could, He could feel like that You're saying
2: Yeah I definitely think that uh, Someone can do something bad And then Realize that they did something bad sure and i'm saying that just in case
1: i ever do something bad see that's hard though because then i'm thinking okay well okay so now you're pro-black how much of this is real because like that's the second half of it like yeah you went yes
2: yes you could uh believe it but are people gonna believe you
1: yeah and the thing is like you I can't be, look at Kanye and be like, okay, he's pro-black after you just won against something that's so against black yeah. people. Like, it's just hard for me. Not even black people, just minorities, period. Yeah, yeah, and well, people in general. Right? <laughs> Anybody that's not white, yeah. pretty much. But, um, nah, it's just hard for me to believe him
2: again. Do you think that he's going to have, a, like, a big uh, loss
1: in following if he did something like that? Or do you think people mm-hmm. would be like, oh, yeah, Kanye's back, finally. I don't know. I honestly don't I don't even know what his fan base is anymore like I don't know who it who, seems like his fan base is like a big
2: circle jerk network at
1: this point oh those people well, I guess you could say the same thing about how I just tried to defend Jay-Z but those people will defend Kanye to the ground I've seen Some like people defend to the ground. I've seen like full Reddit threads about just pretty much just listing all of Kanye's bad actions and them justifying each bad action yeah. man
2: speaking of that Is it okay if we segue real fast? Yeah. How do you feel about people justifying Chris Brown's actions, which like he just got accused of rape and then it got dropped or whatever? But all of the, I well yeah. How do you guys feel? And I'll I'll tell you my shit. To
0: me, I feel like he did, and I'll I'll just speak on the the Rihanna uh, situation. And to me, I, I think he handled that the best way he could have. Mm-hmm. He admitted from the jump, this was on me. This was not a she provoked me kind of thing. This was like, I, I made a mistake. I'm going to pay the consequences. This guy admitted yeah.
2: it by saying, it was like, wow. Like, wow. Like, you said <laughs> yeah. that over, over He didn't say anything.
0: And it, it was, I still remember because we were in high school when that happened. And way to date us. I remember, nice I shit. remember automatically thinking, damn, my first instinct, which is terrible, but it was like, man, what did she do to get him to that point? Right. That's what I thought. what I was, was automatically thinking. So I'm thinking he's gonna come out and tell us. Like, man, she did. Yeah. Because I remember there was a rumor when I was in high school that she gave him like herpes. Herpes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, dang, that's you know. Which still has been
1: disproven, by the way. Yeah. No,
0: <laughs> but Cut. I thought he handled that as best as he could. The uh, then he got some. He got into some other trouble after that, I believe. Or he was at least. He's been in trouble a lot. He's been in trouble a lot. And to me, my whole thing was, yeah, everyone deserves second chances. But I feel like when you do something that drastic and what he did with the whole Rihanna thing, he he lost a lot, obviously. But to me, it's like it's kind of hard for me to feel bad after anything else that happens after that. Because you put yourself you dug yourself in such a hole, you should like be on more than a, a straight path from there. So, when something comes up again, it's kind of hard for me to be like, oh man, you know, he needs a break or he needs this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you did something very drastic, something that a lot of people probably haven't forgiven. So, I don't understand how you could ever put yourself in a situation to face that kind of backlash or any kind of trouble along those lines again.
1: But is it fair to, especially in this situation, because, you know, it was an alleged rape and that should be taken absolutely 100% very seriously in any circumstance, but do you think that he might have been scolded a little more than, I shouldn't say a little more, like he was was attacked more because of his reputation that preceded that event? Like, oh, okay, it's Chris Brown, so
0: yeah, this could be true. He he definitely is. I think if someone, like... John Legend. If John Legend gets accused of rape tomorrow, I think you'll have a lot of people who are very skeptical of that. Yeah. I'm just being honest, I'm not trying to yeah. take anything away from people who come out and admit they get raped, but because of how John Legend has carried himself, he's a family man. Yeah, you'd be like, man, I loves his
2: wife. That's what it looks like on you know. Images. If, if we, we hear, the camera,
0: if we hear a story tomorrow <laughs> of Chris Brown. Just kidding, they do slapping like a cool. woman at Alverson's or Safeway. <laughs> this guy at Albertsons. <laughs> I had to switch it up. <laughs> now you're really getting into this. <laughs> I had to switch it up. If you hear a story about tomorrow, Chris Brown slapping somebody at Safeway, I'm, I'll look into that. I'm gonna put some weight behind it, and I, he has to. He has to be. It has to be proven that he didn't do it. Is that fair though? Because I guess of,
1: in terms of Chris Brown, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's of, okay. that's what he's it, okay. and, I'm,
0: and I'm excusing this. Paris incident because obviously they, they found out and he's released and all that stuff but just the things he did after that like when, what I'm saying is when he gets accused of something now because you put yourself in that kind of predicament multiple times you yeah. gotta show me you didn't do it no
2: he is the bad boy of the industry though the bad boy R&B person right so I think the reason why he gets a pass is because he fits this image and that's why his career is still taking off like his, his career definitely dropped but it dropped to a point, and, it, and then I guess it rebounded a little bit. And it's been staying at a very healthy spot mm-hmm, for a while. For sure. That's why I was asking, I, well, I brought that up because Kanye West, if you were to uh, be pro-black uh, after this, is Kanye West, is this part of Kanye West's character in, in the industry? And um, if it is, is, is it going to help him stay afloat? I guess are my two questions
1: wait so are you saying is he playing a character in the industry no what? so Kanye was, he he's was the
2: well, what would you paint him as right now like um, very creative um, sorry that's not nice this guy <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he's a, a, a musical genius right yeah for sure he, uh, I mean, no, yeah, nobody can guy. take away from his musical talent musical he proclaims <laughs> that he has mental illness right mm-hmm. um he is not a tough guy no um like there's these characteristics that he has that creates a specific image for him. Mm-hmm. So him, uh, him, pretty much doing something naughty, and then <laughs> asking for forgiveness does that fit this image?
0: I don't think that fits this image. I feel like his image is to it's his confidence and mm-hmm. what he believe, and I believe that's why I feel like he really is a Republican. He really supports Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and that's I. To me, it's it's more refreshing to see him just accepting that, like that's who you are, and he's he's admitted that people have tried to talk to him, talk him out of it. He's like, no, this is really just what I believe, and that kind of thing. So, for to backtrack all of that after you spoke about it so openly, so strongly, it'd be like you'd have to there'd be some strong justification on why you're able to backtrack all of that because it wasn't like he just came out one time like, oh, I'm with Trump, even though that would have been bad. Like, if if someone was just come out one time with Trump, I think that's a tough line to walk. Yeah, but well, you can to reel walk
1: back, back one time, you can reel back in
0: two. But times. you went to this guy to the White House. You were wearing a hat. You've like, and it
1: smelled like mm-hmm. he was
0: getting paid for. It. Yeah, you spoke you out. Said,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> slavery was a choice. Yeah, <laughs> you spoke out. No, nope.
0: I don't like. Uh, I didn't like Hillary's slogan. I'm with her. Like, so it's clearly like you. You, you really are a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just who you are. And so, I don't like. To walk, to walk, all those I feel things. Feel like back. it
2: would just be completely alive.
0: Yeah, like I'm trying to think, well, what did you come back with? They're well, on such,
1: they're yeah. on such different ends of the spectrum, like pro-black, Trump. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to go from this extreme to this extreme.
2: Yeah, because those two extremes don't like each other. Right.
1: <laughs> so that's why, for me, it wouldn't feel authentic. It would feel like he's trying to win black people back so that he can sell something. What would it take for, and I don't want this to be. A, uh,
2: mainly Kanye talk but what would it take for you to believe someone who supports Trump to in they said you know what that was wrong of me I don't think that anymore what would it take for you to believe that
0: for me it would definitely depend on what I've heard from them so far so one one argument I've heard is that um, I know there's a woman I work with actually and we talked for a bit and she was a political science major and she said the first thing she was taught in school uh, in one of her political science classes was that when voting, you choose a party. Like, you choose a party, you stick with that party, no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. that's the best, like, for some reason, that's, like, what she was taught. So she's like, I've just always voted Republican. She said to me, regardless, it felt, it felt genuine. I was like, okay, like, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I understand where you're coming from. I don't, I'm not judging you as, you know, uh, a different person I don't know because um, to to me she didn't come out and say like I stand for what Trump is doing I, I support everything Trump is doing it just came off as that's the party she wanted to align herself with mm-hmm. whatever I, to me there's a difference between saying that and saying what this guy is doing I'm with it I'm for it I agree with it and but I like up to him.
2: Like if, if you're going off of Kanye again mm-hmm. he never once said that he supports what Trump's doing. He did, yeah, yeah. You're right, because he, he did said, say, "I, I don't like the policies." He supports Trump's
0: energy. True. Right. True.
2: Which I don't know how big of a difference that yeah, made. I think
1: that's just a cop out. You think so? To me, that just sounds like I'm trying to, I'm trying to support Trump without actually supporting him, so you don't get mad at me for supporting him. But he's saying he supports Trump as a human.
0: Yeah, I think he supports Trump from the aspect of. Nobody could have predicted Trump would be a president, but but when you
1: put, but when you put that hat on now, you're supporting his, his, uh, his cause, his message. And I hate,
0: I
2: have a question when, or has anybody asked Trump when exactly America was great?
0: I would love to. Oh, did you that. see? And I got into because
2: because it because if you hard
1: said hard. like 1950, like that's a red right flag. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, that is, yeah. it is. So. Well, and I got into this argument one time and I'm not saying that America doesn't have great things about it, but we're still young. There was never a period when, like, like the Romans, right? You can say this period was when the Romans were <laughs> at their, their peak because they've been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Right. But America is still very young in comparison to other countries. And we're still learning. And during the time that we've been, America has been young and growing has it actually been great for all the people in America? Because there's a lot of gripes against the government. It depends on, the, also, what what are you basing greatness well, off of? Exactly, like, the economy or if it's by the economy, morale. Like, yeah, what if, is it? If it's the economy, I understand. Yes, Trump is doing good things for the economy, so we think. I wouldn't know without going deeper into the economy. Currently, that, sure, it seems like that. It seems like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole thing about him piggybacking off of Obama's policies and things like that, which I'm not well versed at, so I can go into that. Yeah, and I feel like they all piggyback anyway. Right. But they have to. But there's Yeah, and I would like Trump to explain what America, because make America great again sounds like make America white again to me. Oh, and sure. I'm not trying to just, this is not an attack on white people or anything like that. I'm just saying when he says in desert Or death, is it? No, I'm half white, so. Or is it? <laughs> i watching that video. Yeah,
2: so what's your uh, words of wisdom, buddy? <laughs> uh, yeah, here go. Are words, we still calling it that, or? Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't take no thoughts. Well, I, was, I thought we were calling it wow, but. Yeah, what's your wow? <laughs> what's <the> wow? <laughs> My wow this week uh, is, wow? uh, don't ignore the signs. And what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, as people we can be, for example, you can reach out to someone you feel like is a friend and you feel like you're constantly, you know, hitting them up or they calling or texting them. And, um, you know, they may not be responding and you find yourself double texting or double calling. And don't ignore know the signs, you gotta just uh, face the reality that that person might not view the friendship the same way you do it. Not only with friendships, you can think about this in relationships, You know, if you're hanging out with your, you know, you think you got a good thing going with your girl and, you know, if it's midnight and her phone's going off, you know, or wee hours of the night, you know, um, yeah, there might be more to that. Uh, you guys might, you might be sharing a girl, you know, but things happen and don't just brush it, you know, um. Just yeah. don't ignore the signs, you know.
1: Yeah. But on the flip side of that, there is good signs that you should. Yeah, you're hella depressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was definitely thinking of
0: the bad way. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> well, that's good though because it's a it's a flip. Because I feel like a lot of times we you know we let a lot of stuff happen. You're oh, okay, that's, no, it's not too bad. Oh, it's, it's just them and them. Yeah, it's just a coincidence yeah, or something. But no, it's it's a sign, you know. So, and if you if you don't ignore the signs, then. You're not hit with a you know a big letdown in the end you kind of prepare yourself for it so just don't ignore it you know yeah. but yeah as um zach and tyler point out can also be positive so i don't have that part of it
1: but i'll, I'll speak to the positive part i think it's just it, there's positive signs too i mean damn i don't really know how to explain that but oh, i yeah. think that there's no i think you know what i mean like i think that it goes both ways and it goes back to like energy i think you can tell Sometimes I'll ignore signs that I probably should have, like certain times when I should have went for something or did something and it didn't. So yeah, I think you have to be conscious of both the good and bad signs.
2: Yeah, or even if someone just pops into your mind, hit them up. Yeah. yeah. Like who knows what's
0: going on. Hopefully it'll hit you back. Yeah. Are you
1: good, bro? Yeah, <laughs> damn. So, can we get some like happy
0: oh, Okay, so I actually had to redo my playlist because I was going through my playlist and I had some cuts on there. It was going to be like real like club theme then like going out, you know, I had like backing it up. Tatiana, um, Mo Bamba.
1: Yeah, you're right. Maybe i will hit your it, playlist.
0: <laughs> but the, <laughs> yeah. it actually ended up being very, very, very similar to the It's Lit playlist on Apple Music. So I was like, okay, that's kind of corny. Because <laughs> I do love pop music. So it's all like oh, popular songs. Awesome. So I said, all right, let me like take a step back and I did the playlist of artists who I have not heard on the radio, but have great uh, songs, so it's a... What's
1: like the general vibe? The new
0: R&B wave.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. but it's like new, newer artists and stuff who can so. we uh who can we expect to hear on this playlist
0: oh you know i got a little bit of everybody you know i got my dude you know okay well because my brother sends me so that's my brother joan he sends me like new artists every week and stuff so we've um,
1: been to a real diddy party Fab?
0: so i just kind of pick some of their best songs um I got Bridge on here. I got Eastman, Black Atlas, of course, James Blake.
1: Oh, James uh, Blake's my guy.
0: Charlie Stardom, Cheyenne Levine, Stephen James, Sean Christopher. Sorry,
1: i Sean um, Christopher. Yay, Ye <laughs> Ali. Yeah, always dope.
0: Uh, Jordan Ward.
1: I haven't heard of a lot of these people. I'm I know. Excited. Again,
0: my goal was to like pull up the artists that aren't on the radio but have cuts. So yeah, I'm excited um, to hear this. It's the new r sure. wave. You got so. the
1: next one right. You already know which uh, direction you're going for playlists? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do the uh, the sad shit. Okay, cool. Just I think, don't uh, take the sex playlist because I'm doing that one next. Okay. Yeah, this, guy. Cool. this guy. This <laughs> guy's just gonna have acquainted ten times. Uh, this guy. Uh, I think the next one for me, I wanna do. Uh, I think I wanna do like a two thousands R and B playlist. I'm cool. like the B sides though. I'm Ooh. still laughing at. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's like J
2: Raw in the bedroom. <laughs> oh. Uh, my, theme, my theme is
0: going to be baby making weather. Baby making weather? Yeah. I think you should call it N, yeah. Freaky
2: and nasty. <laughs> hey, that's great. Baby making weather. Yeah. All that's right. my
0: theme for the next one. So I hope you guys like this one.
1: Hell yeah. Right. That's what's up.